1: You if head head bones,
2: You're worried man. about pneumonia. We got the with you know, the coronavirus coming for all of us. I'm worried about the, the, the you know pneumonia. I'll take a good case of pneumonia. Ah, these the headphones
3: are warm. warm. Wash your hands, people.
2: Yeah. By the way, hold on, Put that back off. Put that. Back Last night I forgot who the lady was. She's like the head of whatever, and she's instructing people how to like you know prepare and you know to to stay healthy and all this stuff. To you know to wash your hands, don't touch your face, don't you know all this. But then as she's done reading at the bottom, she licks her finger and then turns the page. <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was so damn funny. Did you I'm see Michael Rick
1: rolling. Riley on my page today, the sports writer? Yeah. Talking about the hand slap and the forearm, right? You can see that. No, the foot slap, the low five. That's it. Where you bang feet. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, I mean, they could change everything to the forearm stuff all they want, but the
2: bottom line is, is it's not the players on the floor that are a problem. I said it yesterday. It's the, it's going to be the thousands and thousands of people attending these venues or attending these events and filling the venues over the next month during March Madness. That's going to be where the concern is, not the guys on the floor. But I get it. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But all right, let's get into it. Last night, uh, the Dayton Flyers come away with an 84-57 win at Rhode Island, the number three team in the country, keeps their win streak alive. And here's the, thing. we talked about this. Yesterday, a lot of some UD fans were kind of a little bit concerned about going on the road at Rhode Island. And the only reason I said that I was not concerned at all is because we're not talking about UD compared to the A10 right now. Because right now, you know, how we talk about Ohio State, how I feel like Ohio State has outgrown the Big Ten like, no one in the Big Ten worries me. This reminded me a lot of like when Ohio State went up against Wisconsin this year, uh, and when they had Michigan State and even Michigan, it was to the point where I'm like, okay, I get that Michigan uh, not Michigan State, but you know, I get that Michigan has a good program, Program. I get that Wisconsin, they're pretty good, but I just felt like Ohio State was head and shoulders better than their conference, so even a really good Wisconsin team didn't make me feel nervous heading into that. That's what UD's done this year. They've separated themselves from the conference, so even a really good, you know, whether it's St. Louis, whether it's Davidson, whether it's VCU, and last night, Rhode Island, at the end of the day, I just feel like UD has outgrown that conference, at least for this year, to the point where I wasn't worried about it. It's the number three team in the country, I wasn't worried about Rhode Island.
1: Last night, three weeks ago, I was, because Rhode Island... Island was pretty hot. They were one of the tougher or hottest teams in the country. They were rolling pretty good. And on the show last night, I even said it, I was not the least bit worried. Um, I think they are out of gas. And this UD team just finds ways to get it done. Now, I thought last night UD got a lot of bad calls and I don't like using a refs, but I thought you got four guys with two fouls in the first half and some of them were really, really cheap fouls. It just looked... Ah, know what? Crutcher got a technical. Yeah, Crutcher got a late foul. I remember late in that first half, he got
2: a foul. that was just—it was a—it was wasn't a smart foul. Uh, but regardless, though, no, To your point, but yeah, I, we've had—we've seen UD games be officiated very oddly Different. throughout the year. But with that being said, we've yet to see any significant players get in foul trouble to the point to where it's impacting the well, They were the last game. night. Were Jordy last came night. in, yep.
1: and, and one thing I think people forgot—the first game. At UD Arena, and that was a 7 or 8 technical game. Yes. So I'm sure the refs were instructed, hey, quiet this stuff down right away. But it really didn't. Um, but last night showed me, again, they didn't play well. They won by, what, 20. But Landers at Chapman was a difference in a game. Obie didn't really play that well. Cruncher didn't play that well. But it's it, twenty point. I 14-point mean, no, yeah. boards for Landers and Chapman just... They get different guys going. I feel bad for Mike so He couldn't get out of his own way last night with the refs. And before you know it, he's sitting on the bench probably three-fourths at a time. But you're getting Matos, you're getting Cohill, some valuable minutes. Jordy got valuable minutes. That's only going to help you come tournament time. But this weekend, they should win that one going away. And then that question pops up, can they run the table again?
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be key. And keep in mind, and I haven't taken a look at the A-10 Format they would get the double round yeah. by so they're what round would that put them in in the A10 is it, it would it be the automatic
1: semifinal? Uh, Help us out on Twitter, folks. I want to say at the least would be the quarter. I think Richmond got one of them. There were still two spots up for grabs last night.
2: So and uh, there's still stuff going to be figured out. So that brings us to Saturday at this point. I mean, look, last night I think. I'm not worried about Saturday. I don't think anyone is. I think a lot a lot of people were weary about last night. You got game day coming on Saturday. I mean the guys are already here. Uh, but game day is coming on Saturday. You didn't want to, you know, be the big you co- don't want to stumble. Yeah, you didn't want to be the big story across the country and then head into game day coming off of a loss. It wouldn't have changed the fact that they're already the outright A ten champs for the first time in program history. It wouldn't have changed that they're gonna be the top seed and that they're gonna be one of the top seeds in the NCAA tournament. But you didn't want to have that negative mojo kind of heading into that on Saturday. They they did just win last night. They died. Dominated. I mean, if that's one of the best It was an ugly, had,
1: yeah. dominating win. It wasn't like it was a blood. Now, I know you're a buddy with Lenardi, but if there's only two A10 teams getting in, there's something wrong. Why? I'm not, I'm just I curious. think there's more than two quality teams. If Rhode Island wins last night, that's their ticket because you knock off number three in the country and it's your 21st win, more than likely. Richmond, okay, 23 wins. But you look at some of those other teams, there's what, six, seven of them got 2021. 20, now, that doesn't mean they played great schedules. But how do you not reward somebody else? Duquesne's, what, 21 and 8? That's still pretty good.
2: Yeah, I think it's. I mean, you look coming into the year. Davidson, solid, but they didn't live up to what they were supposed to be. VCU, I mean, it was supposed to be VCU, UD. You know, yep. it, it, not supposed to be coming in, I mean, but with the way UD established themselves, VCU was supposed to be part of that uh, conversation. Now, keep in mind. I just, they played well. I think because UD is so good, it has honestly made good seasons from Duquesne and others look just very average. Like, you know what I mean? And I think Ohio State does that in the Big Ten for football. Ohio State is so good at football that even when you have like a, a well, Michigan Wisconsin... Michigan
1: 11, and yeah, they look and like they just, the average. You know,
2: that's... That, I mean, honestly, that's the only thing they can compare it to. The A-10 has not looked bad this year, but they don't when you have UD come in and kind of UD show them who's boss. That's why I don't respect Wisconsin in football, because when I see what Ohio State state does to him and i'm like well if wisconsin was number five or six in the country and ohio state just did that to him i'm supposed to believe that that's one of the top teams in the country that's why i feel about the a10 the way i do because ud embarrassed every single one of those top teams outside of st louis at st louis that night and yet i'm like that's those supposed to be the top teams in the country good for ud they, they took care of not just taking care of business but the way they did it last night was pretty this draw
1: is going to be very very interesting regardless of what happens in the a10 tournament and not so much where UD ends up 1, 2, whatever line they're going to be on. But when I mean, you start looking around the country, some of these other teams, the blue bloods of names you recognize a lot, those Big Ten teams, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, you're looking probably 5, 6, 7 line for those guys. That second round for somebody's going to be ugly.
2: That second round could be ugly.
1: Good luck with your bracket, folks.
2: For UD. I mean, it could be ugly. It
1: very well could be.
2: So, I mean, and, and you're going to find out right off the bat, for all those people out there that wanted to bring up, oh, you know, UD's only as good as they are because they're not playing that tough competition every day, which that's a a realistic argument, but I think both could be true. I think, and I said this to someone on Twitter today who said that, you know, I was being negative. You're making
1: friends again.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tis the season for me. I think both could be true. I think that when you look at UD's schedule, although when you start looking at the metrics, you know, there's a lot of things that show you when you quad one and all that stuff, but I think both could be true. UD's schedule wasn't the strongest, but... That doesn't mean that it weakens how dominant UD has been. Both could be true. UD could be really good, and the schedule could be not that sexy. I think. I go back to sad.
1: Indiana State with Larry Bird. They went undefeated, and everybody laughs at they haven't played anybody. Well, they got to the finals, and the not for Magic Johnson, Greg Kelser, in that group, they might have won it all. Yes, yes. So it's basketball, and you heard it said a million times. If you don't come to play on a given night, you can get knocked out real quickly. This tournament, to me, and I obviously we don't know what the bracket is yet, but just where it could land. This might be the most interesting field I can ever remember.
2: Uh, and absolutely, and I think because you have teams like UD at the top, you have San Diego State at the top, which, by the way, San Diego State and the Mountain West Conference right now down
1: to Army. Uh, Air Force? Uh, Air Force, sorry. We can Force. put Air Force, Army, Navy, and Marines uh, all I'm together. Sorry, it doesn't matter. Air Force
2: with uh, 355 left in the first half is up 32 to 26 over number five San Diego State right now. Uh, you know, 28-1 the record for San Diego State, and they're in that quarterfinal matchup now, so their conference tournament's already begun. By the way, that's how you know that they are not in a good con- – I mean – you're. The afternoon. It's, it's, you know, I mean, look, yeah. well, not just the afternoon. But your conference tournament is going on like right now. I mean, I don't know. You're the number one seed,
1: you're ways. playing on a Thursday. Good news.
2: A lot of the bigger conferences will be uh, kicking things off next week. But So. With that being said, UD took care of business. They're taking that win streak into Saturday night, senior night. You'll bid farewell, uh, of course, to Ryan Mike Sell and, and Trey Landers. But you're ultimately bidding farewell to Obi Toppin uh, at the same time. I've had a lot of people tell me that UD should not do anything special for Obi because he's already dominant, and this isn't a bad thing. He, you know, All the attention's been on him all year. This one night needs to be about those seniors and what Mike Sell and Landers has done. There's a lot of interesting views on that. I just feel like top it has meant so much to this season that you can't just say Is oh yeah the
1: crowd gonna, I, I bet you the crowd knowing he's probably going will chant for him to come out now will ud allow that i don't think they will because that's just not the way they do things but it's hard not and they've never been in this position where guys left early except for johnny davis way back when and i don't think they ever did anything for him i, I know they didn't because i was at the game last year when he came back with Coach Donner. It's, I, I'm still thinking the crowd will do something You know, to come back out, either after the game or... Oh, I mean,
2: but Anthony Grant's a, a, a class act, too. Don't be surprised if at the end of the game, because let's be honest, I don't anticipate that being a close game or at least close no, at the end. That would
1: be over and half.
2: So at the end, you're going to have an opportunity to, when you take the seniors out, or maybe you take Obi out before the seniors and let the crowd kind of acknowledge him. You know, you don't acknowledge, you know, you don't, you don't honor him during the pregame like you would the seniors. You don't really acknowledge anything during the game outside of the fact that you take him out early, let the crowd give him the stand to go. And if I had to predict what would happen, that would probably be it.
1: I want to ask, A.G., when we have him on, and it goes back a couple games when it was, maybe it was a Vital game, I think it was, and he left to see all the starters in till about a minute ago and they were up, what, 20? Mm-hmm. And I think even Vital and the other guy were asking, why would he do that?
2: Uh, some people were upset. What Obie was left in pretty late in that game. He last sure was. was a 27-point game, or whatever the final was. But either way, 20-point, 15-point blowout. And I bring that up because I still remember. You and I got in the back. Remember when Tua Tagovailoa got hurt? Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was the, it was the first half, which I argued. I don't care what the score is in the first half. You keep your starters in throughout the whole first half, and then you gauge the second half to make sure you don't totally give up all momentum. Uh, it's one thing if it's the first half and he's still in the blood, but I just thought they were getting was, physical too. If there's any room to critique anything, if there is room for it, that would be. I was just like, why keep him in that long into a game? Well, his
1: own brother bopped him in the honker going up for that dunk. So <laughs> let's yeah. You know, I mean, they were beating each other up pretty good. He could have got hurt. It's not going to happen, but I agree with you. Man, get that guy out of there. Let's some, let some, get some legs, you know, gas back in him.
2: I'll still never forget when Rhode Island played here a few weeks ago. First shot, Jacob Toppin comes hit to play. First uh, first shot that he takes, Obie just swats right out. And then that the highlight dunk, which one, I know, the highlight dunk that Obie had on, on Center that night against uh, Rhode Island when they was at UD Arena. That dunk was on his brother. Like, yep. he
1: had no... Either. Posterize your own brother. He
2: posterized... He put, I mean, he put his brother on SportsCenter. I mean, that's called a caring brother uh, right there.
1: we got to thank our buddy Larry today, too, for we Up uh, for Milano's, absolutely. Oh, man. Full belly. Full belly. I mean, we come out here and we're smelling all this I'm food so, and I to say, I, nothing even sounds good right Look now. Look at the pictures over there too, oh, yeah. like mercy.
2: What is that one called, Lilia's uh, Gourmet Slider, either way there's some food trucks out here, but we're live out here, the college uh, game day bus is going to be here, coming up at 4 o'clock by the way, 7777 Old Troy Pike, come on out, you'll see uh, the ESPN tent, you'll see the Nathan Baker State Farm Agency tent out here, uh, again, right seven, Kroger. Yep, 7777 Old Troy Pike is the address, you won't miss it, and then uh, if you're coming around 4, you'll See the state, uh, you'll see the college game day bus here. You'll get to tour it. So, people have been messaging me asking me, so you just see the bus and leave. You know, you get to go inside.
1: You're right off I-70, so if you're coming that direction, once you get off the highway, it's right here.
2: So, and by the way, just because we're out on location doesn't mean we're not going to take your calls. Give us a call, 457 9464. Uh, that those calls will be directed right in studio where Brandon Williams, our uh, musician, producer,
1: our drummer. We have more people ask about that. We Were you guys really bring- playing the drums? Yeah,
2: Brandon, you got to bring them drums now. But now, give Brandon- no, learn how to
1: play them first before you bring them back.
2: Yeah, Brandon, no kidding. Uh, but Brandon, uh, give Brandon a call back in the studio, 457-9464, uh, and he'll pass you through to us out here uh, as we await the college game day bus to arrive. Uh, as far as guests coming up, we'll have Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg, uh, part of ESPN's game day crew, which you'll we'll be able to see live on Saturday morning at the Frederick Center again at uh, 11 a.m. Of course, doors are going to be opening at 9.30 from what I read today. So, I mean, it's you luck, get there. parking, folks. Yep. I, I I'm not. I'm uh. I'm Ubering down there. I'm not even trying to bring your car down there. Ubering, just, you know, Uber there, and Uber I'm couching back. it. Couch, of course. Absolutely. You're not going to go spread your your cheer. No. I mean, you. I mean, when you talk about a pep rally, you are a walking I am pep the. Rally.
1: I am the walking pep rally. Uh, That's yeah, very I mean. true. Remember when ESPN had these games on all night, and they would show the replay of them. I think people would go get a hotel for the whole weekend, just throw the keys on the. Counter and say, "Don't give them back to us till the end of the week, and just live there for three days, watching nothing but hoop."
2: Well, I remember the first. I mean, my favorite part of the NCAA tournament is those. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you have the first four that tips everything off, yes, but that Thursday, those Thursday, Friday, you know, right off the bat, and I take off work. I, you know, I would. I would <coughs> so yeah. So yeah I see
1: another hospital stay in my future. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, do they, will they let you watch it, though? Well, oh, I see. Wink, wink, nudge, no oh, yep. nudge, I'll Bottom get the line. personal
1: home care this time.
2: <laughs> and now that's honestly, March Madness is the only time you, I actually get to see my friends from college because that's just the universal day everyone's sick and we all get together and watch the tournament. So, But, uh, no, we'll be on the air that day. We have a lot to get into there. Uh, as far as today's show, I told you about the guests. We're going to get into a, a couple other things as well. That's, a, you know, a couple people on Twitter today told me I was the. Yeah, you were getting
1: crushed on yeah, yeah. that. That's why I don't get on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'd never get off social media. Twitter has
2: one purpose, and that's to tell Kenner how awful he is at his job. Apparently. They do a
1: nice job of it.
2: Uh, but we got a lot to get into today. The Browns' new coaching staff has a plan in place for Baker Mayfield to get him back on track. Will it work? Uh, how about uh, Joe Burrow's arm strength? That's been a topic of conversation a lot. And I know people are going to say, oh, there he goes being negative. I just think right now, you, everyone's finding something to nitpick. If that's all you got for Joe Burrow, you really don't have anything. I think you can make plays. Not everyone has a rocket of an arm. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson. He doesn't have a rocket of an arm. He's one of the Joe best. Like, yeah.
1: didn't throw fastballs,
2: so we, you know, that that's the thing that I'm laughing at when people are just kind of searching for something negative uh, to jump on. How about this one? We know who the Bengals are going to take it number one. We, Don't you bet on it? We know how important that number one pick is, but how about the number two pick? I, I think the number two pick is ten times more important for the Bengals than that number one pick.
1: They can go so many different directions, whether it be offensive line, whether it be linebacker, whether it be receiver. They've still got a ton of needs. Free agency to me. Can answer numbers of questions, especially offensive line and some linebackers. But you're right, that number two and three pick both. There's a lot of, a lot of talent lot talent this draft for me. Number one's easy; you and I can make that pick. But two, three on down, that would be. And the Browns are in the same boat, really. What are they going to do?
2: They're going to take that. I mean, they're going to take an offensive. Here's the thing: I'm not. I don't like drafting offensive linemen. Uh, I don't mind Sound taking like Mike a chance, Brown, uh, a, a second round drafting a second round offensive lineman. I'm okay with. I don't like taking him in the first round unless you know that Anthony they are Munoz be disagrees. Okay, but how many Anthony Munoz
1: is that? not many. That's my Cedric O'Boi. Yeah. He agrees. Yeah.
2: So my point is, is like I would rather teams be aggressive. Like if there's one position that I feel like you have to spend money on. It's at multiple positions, but the one, you know, main position is the offensive line. Go spend money in free agency. Go get veteran guys. Like, that's how you're going to improve your offense the
1: quickest. And you know what you got. Yeah. I don't that's the like, difference.
2: I don't like wasting draft picks on offensive linemen. Now, again, the Dallas Cowboys, you take a look at how they they were able to put that whole offensive line together through the through the draft, but they draft well. They have a good scouting department. That's why I don't trust. That's why when the Bengals want to be able to piece things together through the draft, you don't have a strong scouting department to make me feel comfortable enough to think that you could okay. It's a You got to have somebody who knows what they're yeah. doing. So because of that, I feel like you have to go for you have to go for the positions that you know are going to be as close to a for sure thing as possible. Joe Burrow's an easy one. If they draft Joe Burrow and he ends up panning out, Slimmer, so I'm not going to give the Bengals credit for their scouting department. That's Joe. Burrow. Of course, anyone who had that number one pick was most that needed a quarterback is going to take. Hey, Joe were Burrow. you in
1: the draft? Is the that 3-4-5 yeah. on back? So, um, the first couple of picks, you ought to be able to pick off TV what you've watched all year long. It shouldn't be that difficult. Yeah,
2: so that's going to be the thing for me. i not beating up on the Bengals. All I'm saying is, is we pretty much have an idea of who they're going to take, number one. Uh, but that number two pick, I don't want the Bengals to use it for an offensive lineman. If they really want an offensive lineman that's going to you know, help, go get Tooney. Go go spend money. Go trade they're one. they about to pay go,
1: that guy. Uh,
2: that, that's the
1: problem, Shlumber. I, I honestly believe And i got to wonder, would he come back home? He
2: might. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, he might. Um, I'm laughing. Keith Byers always comments on our food.
2: (laughs) By the way, did you see it? Uh, I saw his post the other day. He was golfing out in Florida or whatever, and he came across a gator on one of the holes he was on. You see in the.
1: Piqua? uh, Yeah. Swamp people coming to Piqua.
2: Someone released an alligator in Piqua, and some people, you know, people calling, you know. In the Miami River. I'm not, that's I, I thought like, he could
1: float down by the arena tonight.
2: So I, that's why I, was, I still don't think Byers was... Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, chicken giver and hit your shot.
2: You know, I think he brought that gator back with him, to be honest. but All right, 457-9464. Four, four. One more time, a score update out of the uh, the Mountain West Championship. And you're probably saying, who gives a rip about the Mountain West? Uh, UD fans do. UD fans care. You should care because uh, San Diego State right now, the number five team in the country, 28-1 overall, they trail by four to Air Force at halftime.
1: That affects UD because... If San Diego State goes down, that takes him out of a one slot. And they may be out anyway, because you still got those blue bloods like Duke and Michigan State, Kentucky. You Watch, you'll find a way to slide in there.
2: Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, but you look at those conference tournaments, sometimes those get weird.
1: Clark Kellogg said it yesterday. Those tournaments are going to have a big bearing on these seeds. I think it only has a big bearing for teams like San Diego State and UD. Uh,
2: I don't think... Yeah. I mean, look, if, if UD's ultimate goal, which I'm not saying they don't want to be a number one seed, but I mean, if
1: all about matchups and where you're at.
2: There's kind of, you know, it's like one of those, you get knocked out of the conference tournament, you look at a program like Duke uh, and some of those others, they don't care if they win the conference tournament or not. They no, just, they really have the rest. You know, they just get in and take care of business. I think that in any other year, like if UD is projected to be a five or a six seed, I really couldn't care less if they won the eight-ten tournament or not. I think because UD is right now a fringe one seed, they're a solid two, fringe one, I think how I mean, it's rare to even have a chance for a program like UD out of the A 10. Okay, if we're talking about UD in the Big East or a bigger conference down the road, it wouldn't be that unheard of. But because they're the A 10 and talking about an A 10 team flirting with that number one seed, I just think that it has a lot more meaning to it, which is why you never root for a team to lose. But I think it will hurt a lot more if they lose. You heard the it again start.
1: today at lunch. Gina you know Wade said, I hope they lose. I'd rather them be a two than a one so they don't get sent out. Well, a a Comrade said, UD's got to win three. To win the A10 tournament. So, so that three. would be the quarterfinals I'd get. Yeah, get a.
2: Oh, okay. And that would the be the, same in thing as the winner. Of Interesting, nonetheless. It's here. funny, though, the people that would rather see him get
1: a loss to drop him to two. Hey, man, I played a win.
2: No, I, I think what from a fan perspective keep in mind fans always have a different perspective than what a coach would yeah. former players players are going to be awesome yeah. with you anyway coaches and players are always going to say win 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 um, fans though fans have these things in their head like oh i don't like taking a winning streak into the tournament because then that becomes the main focus or selfish reasons for fans which isn't a bad thing i don't want them to act to potentially risk being seated out west a lot of u d fans don't will never come out and say they want them to lose but they know the best chance of them getting only, you know, getting to see them in Cleveland is for them to potentially be that two seed. So I think that's why kind of you know people. Are on yeah, the I road.
1: mean I get that, and maybe again matchup wise. But if you're a one or two, you're playing somebody pretty good. The only thing about it for UD, you're going to be closer to Ohio.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: and that's the best setup
2: for them, especially considering you're going to play, you know, first round in Cleveland, You've got Indianapolis. and Gonzaga is... crowd's not going to have to travel for
1: is it. Gonzaga still one of the projected ones? Yes. Okay, so they would take the West, I'm guessing, and Kansas, if they're number one, would take probably the East. That leaves you the South and went to the Midwest.
2: And if yeah. San Diego State gets that, that uh, I don't they're not going to get that one because that that loss. So, who knows? But, again, final score, or not final score, halftime score uh, for San Diego State and Air Force, uh, Air Force at 37. To thirty-three, uh, so interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. Something we talked about yesterday too. That we'll get into more. We're seeing a lot more. You remember Billy Donlin, uh, mm-hmm. former head coach of Wright State. Uh, he's the head coach uh, now fighting, for, uh, kangaroos. fighting kangaroos. Fighting uh, kangaroos for for Missouri or wherever they are. UMKC. City. They're going to be. Can- they're trying to get their name changed. It's just Kansas City, by the way. Um, they're not going to, I believe, not participate in their conference tournament or they're not going to participate in their final game of the regular. Either way, they're joining Chicago State as one of those where because of the coronavirus scares, they're not going to participate in their in the games coming up before the NCAA tournament. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I still don't know how this area would react. I mean, we're already getting close enough. I mean, in Columbus, the OHSA, you got the Boys and Girls State Tournaments coming up. The girls will have their state tournament next week, the boys the week after. Um, that's interesting. I mean, what do you do? You already saw in Columbus the... the
1: well, Toronto that's to me was kind of odd today that governor dwine pretty much shut down the arnold thing now again they're going to let people in they just can't i forget the stipulations but at first there was nobody getting in but the competitors and then you look today and the ohio high school and the first four and everything here in town he said as of now it's on it's on so you got to wonder okay why would you have this but not that it just seems like there's a little pressure, maybe money. I don't know.
2: I mean, you have organiz- You have the NCAA that started to come out and said they're going full steam ahead. Um, you have WrestleMania. They've come out. They're going full steam ahead. But when you think about WWE and you think about the NCAA,
1: I, That's this, sounds,
2: a money. this sounds cruel, but they don't give a rip about anybody except themselves when it comes to their dollars, their money, which, I mean, I kind of get, but um, I kind of respect the fact that the Arnold Classic was at least fringing upon putting the, the health and safety of its fans first. I don't know how I feel like the NCAA, if, not, if this, you know, who knows where this is going, but let's say this gets really, really bad, and all of a sudden, because the NCAA tournament happened, all of this spreads. Now, in the NCAA just looks like a bunch of typical, you know, money-hungry, selfish individuals because all they cared about after watching other organizations say, hey, this isn't safe, they move forward and something happens. I just think it's a very risky uh, endeavor moving to forward. To me, the fans know the risk. Are you saying it's more of the fans than the, than the league? Well, I'm not, I'm not no, making no, no, I... light of it
1: because obviously it's a serious thing, but everybody has made so much out of it. They know, it's almost like smoking. You know the dangers. They want to go to the game and take that risk? Well, it's, like having,
2: it's on you. It's like having diabetes and drinking Mountain Dew and Coke. I eh? don't see a Mountain Dew here. You want a candy bar? <laughs> I was going to say, you you're know. You're the last one to be giving advice on self discipline, my friend. Of course, me too. Look at my I am badass, the walking poster
1: boy. But, you know, I look at it and go, okay, I understand the safety factor and all that, but what are you going to lock everybody in their home and they don't come out? People know what the risk is if they're willing to take it. Of course you'll have a million of them suing every venue in the country probably, but why can why can they play here in town but yet you can't play in Columbus? <laughs> that just strikes me funny.
2: Alright, well we'll uh, get into that. We'll dive into that more deep. coming up around the corner. We'll get into some more college basketball talk here uh, in just a few moments as well. Uh, the college game day bus will be live out here uh, in Huber Heights. 7777 Old Troy Pike. Type that into your phones. The uh, game day bus will be live out here in this parking lot from 4 to 7 p.m. We're out here till 6. Uh, call in. Voice your sports opinions or come on out. Give us a visit. we got the Kenner and Schlemmer beer coozies we're giving away. Uh, and also you, could, you know tour the game day bus. You'll be able to take pictures in it and around it and everything. So come on out. People were asking about if you could tour in it. Yes, you can. You can go uh, and see inside, which is pretty cool. We'll step away for a few. When we come back, we're going to be joined uh, by Scott Nagy, the head coach for the Wright State Raiders, uh, named the Horizon League uh, co-Horizon League Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year for the third straight season. Loud and Love, Player of the Year for Wright State. Of course, uh, one of Nagy's initial recruits coming to Wright State. Again, everything coming together. They're the one seed in the Horizon League tournament next week. They could potentially be playing for a championship next two. Tuesday to get back to the NCAA tournament for the second time in three seasons. Scott Nagy, Head Basketball Coach of the Raiders, Coach of the Year,
1: joins us next. I'm Terry Krupp of Laird's Tax and Accounting, serving this area's tax and accounting needs for over 80 years. Tax season is here. We invite you to discover how we can make your tax filing experience easier. Our professional staff assures your return is accurate with the maximum use of legitimate deductions. Since our founding, we have been trusted because of our knowledge of the tax code and for standing behind your return if the IRS calls. Contact us at 325-6571. Information at Laird's dot com.
0: Kenner and Slemmer Show on 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: 7777 seven, 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 Old Troy Pike that's the address you type in your little old GPS and uh Get on out here. The college game day bus will be here coming up in about a half hour. We're outside the uh, Kroger gas station out here. Uh, thanks to State Far- or Nathan, Baker's, uh, Nathan Baker's State Farm Agency out here. He just gave me the signal they'll be here in about minutes or so. So uh, I've been getting some messages asking if you could tour the bus. Yes, you can. And to be honest, if we tour the bus, I may mean, not come out. I thought 55 was going to be a little bit warmer than this. And I have a lot more uh, meat on my bones than you, so I can't imagine how uh, cold you are. You look like an Eskimo right now. You're all bundled up. You have multiple layers on.
1: I'm smart. Water. I'm still cold though. I'm
2: doing alright, I just can't feel my hands. But 55 seems a lot colder
1: than the Well, the wind, wind doesn't blow the sun, it's alright.
2: Not too bad, but it keeps these food trucks, man, getting the best of me right now. You're yeah, getting the crosswind. Down, Exactly. All right, that's uh, the Kinner and Slummer Show live here on Dayton's ESPN Radio, 1410 Wing AM. We're streaming live at wingam.com. We hope to see you. Come on out. We've got Kinner and Slummer beer koozies. All right, let's get that uh, for you, of course. We're not, we don't just have them. We're, of course, going to give them out to you. Of I course. Slummer shares, of course. All right, let's get to our next guest. We have uh, Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy. He's now the three-time Horizon League coach of the year. Uh, and He joins us now. Coach, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, uh, we don't hear anything. Do you hear anything? Nope. No. Uh, Brandon, put Coach Nagy back on hold. Uh, send us to a commercial break while we get this fixed. The
0: Aaron Show, right here on 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: Sorry for the technical uh, issues there. We welcome you back. It's the Kenner and Schlemmer Show right here on Dayton's ESPN Radio, 1410 Wing AM. Let's try this again, shall we? Right State Head Basketball Coach Scott Nagy joining us. Coach, welcome in, sir. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Awesome. We're uh, cooking with fire now. That's what we need. Coach, yep. welcome in. We appreciate your time. Uh, a big week again. Congratulations on, on a great regular season. Uh outright Horizon League title. First time in program history. Uh, that's a lot of momentum you're taking into next week's tournament.
3: Yeah, we you know the week before we had a little bit of a slowdown and didn't play great, but we bounced back, played really well at Northern Kentucky, and you know we're just it's it's been a, we play one game in 16 days, so we're just trying to spread that out, give our guys some rest, at the same time try to keep our edge.
1: Hey, congratulations first on the 500th win, coach, and the coach of the year. A pretty good trifecta you had with winning the regular season too.
3: Yeah, it's a pretty good pretty good week for us. So, you know I. This coach, I've been fortunate enough to coach long enough, and obviously if you're going to coach that long, you better win games. And so we've had a lot of good players over 25 years, and, and I've had great assistant coaches, and I've, I've had a great family on top of it.
1: You mentioned the 10 days off, and I'm curious your thoughts. I know you like the rest, you like to get people healthy, but 10 days of rest can bring 10 days of rust. What are you doing to prevent that at this point?
3: Oh, we're just trying to practice as hard as we can. Uh, it, it's you know I don't know if there's any formula to it, I, but I think the less time you spend talking about rust and just working hard and trying to keep your guys' edge, you know, I, you, you can make excuses uh, for that stuff. But I, I think you know the other teams that had to play Tuesday night and are playing tonight would much rather be us
2: coach with them. I mean, there's no there's no perfect formula, as you talked about with that, but there's no perfect formula for a conference tournament either. I mean, you, in theory, you're rewarding the one and the two seeds by giving them a double round bye, but, you know, the other teams are staying in rhythm. They're playing during this gap right here. Do you like the conference tournament format? Do you like having the double bye? I'm sure you do, because you have the one seed, but do you like the double bye format?
3: I do. I think it's the right thing to do. For, for a lot of reasons, some, and some of it comes down to numbers in terms of if if you have to play, uh, like last year we had to play, we were we were the one seed and we had to play the eight seed, and, and so it, that actually hurts our net. Uh, where if, if we move it move it to uh, where we're automatically in the final four, then the first game we play is probably going to be a pretty good team we're playing, which can, can maybe help our net. So all those things are important if you make it in the NCAA tournament in terms of the, the kind of seed that you get.
1: I know you don't know who you're going to play yet, but in this time off or leading up to your next game, in your opinion, what do you need to work on the most as a team? Is it rebounding, defense, offense? What are you stressing the most?
3: Yeah, for us it's always defense and rebounding. And, and like I say, a, a week ago when we went to Youngstown and Cleveland State, we kind of lost that edge and we weren't good at either one of them. And then we were fortunate enough to be able to kind of get that edge back. We rebounded the ball really well against Northern Kentucky. We played great defense. And usually we're pretty good offensively when that happens. We weren't great offensively, but we were able to win the game. And to me, that's just always the most important thing, defense and rebounding.
2: Coach, you bring up that Northern Kentucky game. First of all, that atmosphere there was amazing. I mean, you're going up against a really good team on the road, Horizon League regular season title uh, on the line, Uh, a packed crowd, a passionate crowd, senior night. I mean, there were so many things that were kind of going against you guys, uh, and you guys just, again, you always seem to rise up to that occasion. The better the competition, the better you guys seem to play, uh, which is a good trait to have, obviously. But just what did that win mean to you guys outside of the fact that you won the regular season title outright, but just watching how your kids battled back after the tough week
3: the weekend before that you alluded to. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was a lot of fun for me just to watch our guys have such great focus, and I would say of all the games we played this year, that was the best focus we we've, we've had. You know, and, and we we have several seniors, three three fifth year seniors, and we've got a fourth year junior and a couple third year sophomores, so we have a lot of experience, and we should be able to go into a game like that and play with confidence.
2: Coach, how much do you cringe when uh, Loud and Love, they kept throwing him the ball late in that game, though, to shoot those free throws? <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, he's been shooting great lately. He really has. And, and you know, he, he hasn't had to really shoot that many under that kind of duress. Uh, but, he, you know, I was a little frustrated with some of the guys that threw him the ball. But at the same point, they're, they're trying to keep the clock moving, and they don't want to turn it over either.
1: You're pretty stoic on the sideline. i got to ask. In the locker room after your 500th win, your regular season title, you let down a little bit. Do a little dance or anything for these guys?
3: <laughs> I'm not much of a dancer. <laughs> not much of a dancer. I'm really not. And, uh, you know, I leave that. I leave that to maybe some of the other coaches. It just is. You know, my personality is probably just that way. But the players know how much I love them and how much I appreciate how hard they play for Wright State.
1: I thought the article that was in the paper of what last week, that really, I think, let people in town know a lot about you and Loudon and a lot of your players, very well done. It was almost like you got to look behind the curtain at who Scott Nagy really was.
3: Well, I I guess I don't read the paper, so I don't exactly know what article you're talking about, but I I think, you know, what people see from me on the sidelines is, is not how I am with our players. Uh, You know, we work hard to get to know them and to to love on them and and help them in just so many other ways than just trying to be a basketball player. Uh, The games are a different story for me. They're they're really not very easy for me. Even though I may look calm uh, on top, underneath, I'm really not. And, you know, mostly I appreciate our players just putting up with me.
2: Right, State Head Basketball Coach Scott Nagy with us here on the Kenner and Schlummer Show. Uh, coach, we talked about, I mean, look, you've won a, a lot of games, 500-plus uh, wins in your career. Uh, but this season's uh, been pretty special. You knew you had high expectations coming in, and your team's obviously lived up to those. But now that we're finally at the time of the season where those expectations really get put to the test, uh, just looking back, just how special has this season been, and just kind of what's the vibe of your team right now? How loose are you guys uh, in these days off heading into next week?
3: Well, I think pretty loose. The key is being able to to keep that, but also be desperate because the, whoever we play on Monday night is going to be desperate, and and if we happen to win, whoever we play Tuesday night will be desperate. And you know, we we already have the the whole NIT thing to fall back on, but that's not what our players really want to do. And so, you know, how do we how do we maintain that edge? How, how do we keep that desperation, but still be loose? Uh, and you know, like I said, there's no perfect formula for it. Uh, but, but we're working at that. You know, the fortunate thing is, like like I said, we have, we're have we a very veteran group. We have had a great year. I, I think we won more road games than any other Wright State team has won, which is something I'm really proud of with our guys because that's how you win a championship. But, you know, it, it, it has been a great year. It's been a historic year for a lot of reasons, and the players really are the ones that deserve all the credit.
2: All right, Coach. Uh, last thing here before we let you go, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Loud and love uh, with everything we've talked about. I Haven't even got to the fact that he was named Player of the Year. I've always known how great a player that he is. I'm not saying I was surprised when I saw that he was Player of the Year because I know how great a year that he is having. Uh, but it kind of caught me off guard. I mean, how surprised were you, or not surprised at all, that he was named Player of the Year, considering how many good players are in that conference?
3: Uh, well, we weren't surprised at all. And uh, generally, you know, when you when you have the best player on the best team, that's that's a pretty good chance of getting that. Uh, And I I was thankful with all the people voting that they just didn't look at stats but kind of understood what he means to our team. You know, we shot 40% from three this year, and he didn't make one three. But he may be the biggest reason we shot 40% from three is because everybody's so worried about him. And so a a lot of good things happen with our team because he's on our team.
1: I'd love to see your reaction if he'd have hoisted a 3 out, though.
3: (laughs) You know, I I don't think he's ever even taken a shot outside of 10 feet other than a free throw, and we really don't need him to.
2: Coach, how's Tyler doing? We haven't heard from Tyler in a while. We haven't razzed him in a while. How's he doing?
3: He's doing good. He's, He's doing all right. I mean, I see him almost every day, and I love to have him around.
2: All right. Well, Coach,
3: hey, thanks so much
2: for your time. We're, uh, you know, really happy for how this season has gone, and really pulling for you here as we head into the semifinals and finals next week. Thanks so much for your time.
3: Okay. Thank you.
2: All right. That was Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy, uh, who was good enough to join us here on the show. He must
1: had to stealth on that bus. Didn't make much noise at all, backing in here. What? That's ESPN tank in front of us. These
2: food trucks are a lot louder than that damn tank that just rolled in. I'll give you that say that much. But, uh, interesting, uh, good stuff there from Coach Nagy. That, uh, will be up on the website at wingam.com. Right State waiting, uh, you know, they're got that double round by. They'll be playing in the semifinals
1: on Monday night. Um, so. I so know what he's saying, there. and you like that rest. You like the, the 10 days off. And obviously you like the double by. But as a coach, there's always that danger of that rust setting in. And He's right. Whoever they play now has already played. They've got a bit of a role going. That first ten minutes of that first game they play is very, very important.
2: Yeah, different coaches that I've spoken to, every coach has a different view of these type of conferences. Depends if you're on a rest or if you've got to play. <laughs> well, that, like, I think because he has a veteran-led group, when you have a, a, a veteran-led group, they know what to expect, and I think that they'll be okay. It's uh, When you have a, a group that... Maybe have some underclassmen, some who aren't expected. It's hard to get back in that rhythm after having that much time off. So I tell you what, uh, the college game day bus uh, just pulled up. So we're going to step away for a few. We're going to go take our view of it. Uh, and then we'll be back in a moment. Nathan Baker uh, the, with the State Farm Agency going to join us to tell us about uh, the, the game day bus stop and give us more information on that. So we'll be back in a moment. More of the Kinner and Slummer Show next.
0: Now back to the Kinner and Slummer Show right here on 1410 ESPN
2: Radio. 7777 seven, seven, seven. Old Troy Pike Road come on out and hang out with us we have the uh, college game day Bus is here, and again in the parking lot outside the Kroger gas station, and right now already a line leading in uh, to the college game day bus. The college game day bus stop uh, here in Dayton, of course uh, being brought to you by Nathan Baker State Farm Agency. Nathan Baker hanging out with us here today. How are you? 55 sounded warmer
4: earlier in the week than when we got <laughs> out here, but you keep moving, it ain't bad. I hear you keep complaining about it. Come on, guys. Where's the heaters at, man? Come on. Hey, they told yeah. me to throw a festival. I didn't really know what I was doing here, but hey. we're doing all right. It's going to be tomorrow,
2: and uh, we're no, happy as today, but how cool is this, I mean, obviously, game day going to be here for the Flyers on Saturday, uh, but for, I mean, the, I mean, people get real excited about this too. I mean, to get to see this uh, awesome bus just pull in, already a line out the thing. People want to see what it's like inside. It's pretty neat.
4: It's yeah, pretty slick. It just pulled in about five minutes ago. It's right here, like they said, right at the corner. Seven, seven, seven. Old Troy, Pike that I get all the sevens in there. Right in front of Kroger by B Dub's. You can't miss it. It's huge, red. I was the first guy to get to walk on. It was cool. I mean, they got all the chairs. Not like when you walked off, you all, thought people were going to cheer. Yeah, yeah nah. It felt like a, you know presidential nomination or something. Uh, not that. Uh, now people whatever. have asked me no it, politics, but on I this mean show. it's it's cool in there. A lot of TVs. Oh, I uh, You know, it's it's pretty sweet. If so. I take this old comrade in there, just
1: <laughs> you know, people people, people have been asking me, Nathan Baker, the names from Yes, it's the one that was on
4: 2245 Sports for many years. Yeah. Yeah. And you decided to get smart and go into a real job. Uh, well, yeah, I was on uh, Fox 45 and ABC. 22 for about years. eight years. I was a sports guy, then I was the morning show, and then I was a sports director for about six years. Uh, and then I had a, a daughter, and uh, my you know got married, and I wanted to see my kids. And you guys know this. That change your career. Yeah, I love the job. Uh, it was great. Um, a lot of exposure. You get to see a lot of cool stuff when you're on your television. But uh, now, yeah, selling insurance for State Farm, and and obviously we're doing something right because we were selected out of 19,000 agents to host. Event, uh, where the, it's the first time the college basketball bus has been in Ohio. Obviously, Kirk Street and those guys are always at Ohio State, but basketball never comes here. So the Flyers, good enough to bring them here, and I'm lucky enough to be the guy they chose to to throw this party. So you're saying in Ohio, like I don't, they've never been to for basketball.
2: Not in the shoe or anything. So yeah, the sh- or, uh, or the shots. Shop, yep. Yeah, nope. That's it. So surprising. It, yeah, they've had fights. Og- Xavier. That's pretty wow. interesting. But this is a big deal, and again, we know how passionate Flyer fans are, and they've kind of—I mean, like I said, game day is not here because of a big matchup on Saturday. They're not here to watch George Washington. And UD. It's just to take in the atmosphere that is UD Arena, and then, of course, to see a very special player, Obi Toppin, who has a tremendous supporting cast as well.
4: Yeah, everything's clinched. So for them, you know, they clinched the A10. It's not like it's a huge uh, matchup, like you said last night. The bigger showdown for UD than than uh, Saturday, but Duke uh, North Carolina Saturday night, huge. and they're going right. to be here instead. Yeah. It's because of the story. I mean, this is a historic event. I mean, Dayton hasn't been this good in 60-plus years. Um, The fact that they're here, first time that ESPN's been here for a game day or for an A-10 team ever, Uh, a lot of history being made. I like to consider this part of history, bringing the bus here and the crew here. Um, Yeah, we all thought the Flyers were supposed to be good on paper. But, my goodness, they are really uh, turning our heads. Uh, it's, it's given us something to rally about. Um, you know, last May, I was really impacted in my office by the tornadoes. We had over 300 claims. You got to see some you know some dark times, really, for uh, the Dayton area, and then you got to see the community kind of rally together. I uh, had the stuff in the Oregon District, and now I think the Flyers, and even Wright State, have given everybody something to kind of rally around and be proud about together. You don't go many places without somebody saying, hey, how about U D, how about U D? You know, it's just giving us kind of a, a boost to our economy, the community, everything.
1: Yeah, come, come selection Sunday, not only one but two teams, you said Wright State and U D in it. That's yeah. cool pretty cool. Another first. Yeah. Um a little surprise, Lenardi a couple weeks ago was on with Justin. He said it doesn't matter if U D runs the table, they're still not getting a one seed. Well, you know, he said at that time he did anticipate
2: the running the table because at that time they still had, I mean, a whole other month and a half of games left. Right now, at this point, I mean, with one game left, I mean, they're going to do what he didn't anticipate them doing. I still think you have to win out for the conference tournament. Other teams are helping. Last week, uh San Diego State was down to, to Air right. Force at halftime yep. in their conference tournament. Other teams are dropping around them, too, which is helping. But, hey, who cares what they're doing? As long as UD keeps winning, that's all that matters at this point.
4: And they get, they're getting all the publicity. They're the, the Cinderella story this year. Everybody's so amped up about Dayton. I mean, if they can win out, I think they're definitely a one. I, I, they're probably on that the fourth one seed, number one, two seed, you know, right now, right? They're on that I bubble. I the last two seed. Oh, well. I don't know that'd how. Be, that'd be a poor choice. I also think that the tournament, uh, the committee would do anything they could to get the right State Raiders up against them, maybe in Cleveland. That's so, the only uh, way you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh,
2: Lenardi's latest one. In fact, I haven't refreshed it. right? one uh, 15 oh, 2 and two 15. 15 wow uh, 2 seed versus the fifteen. right states if you they can be
1: 16
2: if they win monday tuesday and that's the way they're going to get in is winning their conference tournament but i don't see how you can put a 27 win team as a 15 unless you like you said unless they just really want to force that matchup they could put a 27 win team which, uh, as a 15 which, which you
4: see them do come march they they want the draw they want to drive fans to the game uh, but i definitely i mean to win the horizon league have the record that right states had i mean it's the best season they've had too um, Coach of the Year, Player yeah, of the coach Year. Coach of the Year, Player of the Year. If they're a fifteen, sixteen, see that's that's robbery. So it would only be for money. But that <laughs> it would lead to it potentially the Gem City Championship. That's no. what we're. wondering what I used to go to that as a kid. I loved it. We were, were going to bring the, the trophy it. out today. I but You know, yeah. couldn't do want to ruffle any feathers. This right? is. And we had
1: yeah. Claire this yesterday. This would be the first time ever a team in the top four in the country doesn't get a one seed in the tournament.
4: Wow. Yeah. I mean, mean, how does that happen? It's just an odd year. I mean, even with uh, the fact that Obi Toppin could be the player of the year at Dayton, uh, top three. I mean, obviously, he could be a top five pick any year, but there's just no other big names. And so it's just been the perfect storm for Dayton to just run through the country and have a big, big year. It really has. Like, everything has fallen into place when you take a look
2: at the fact that, like, you know, North Carolina, Syracuse. A lot of these bigger name programs aren't having the years that you're accustomed to seeing. You know, Duke is a, da- a down year for. It's funny, a down year right. for Duke is would be a magical run for any other program out there. Uh, but just there's not that dominant team. Kansas might be the best team in the country, and we've seen the gap between them and where UD is. Parody all across college basketball. UD's been a ton of fun for this city and the fan base, and really for college basketball. You, look, I mean, I'm seeing Jay Billis' big old head over there. Yeah. Hearing those guys talk about UD, it's just, it's something fresh, it's something special, and that you're gonna witness this, that coming up on Saturday.
4: It's a little surreal too. Yeah. I mean, too, I mean, we, we've been covering sports here for a long time. I was here for 10 years and this is like the perfect storm of excitement for March. I know the TV guys are wondering where they're supposed to go. Are your local friends you like to mock on the radio? I know, no. Uh, no way. Never, 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 never. But, I mean, this is just... <laughs> hey, I don't think that's funny. <laughs> you set it up. You got it. Yeah.
1: I had to get <laughs> a hard stock the, plug in there. I right? see the so. 7 van over there, man. I don't know. I don't see it. Does it strike you funny, though? And I've said something to Justin. I don't know how much you members from the sweet 16 runs i don't feel that same vibe yet i don't know what it is and he said it a couple of times it's almost like they're waiting for the bad
4: thing well there's like a fear you know i was at the, the like barber like Browns uh, i'll do a barber plug my dave my barber i, mean, I don't have to yeah <laughs> well he's a huge i don't have to cut much so but uh, <laughs> a huge flyer fan and i'm like this just feels different it's different. Go, it's just he goes well we're just kind of and he didn't say it, and i go hoping that you don't fall uh-huh. flat, right? And, uh, and I think if they can get through that first weekend of the tournament, then things might pick up a little bit. Um, but I think that's just kind of the, the calm before this. Yeah, the
1: before, spread. like you said, you're on <laughs> house money. You're playing. You're the hunter. Now yeah. it's the other way around. Everyone's coming for you. Well, you and have they have
4: expectations. You
2: know. um, I think the last team that had high expectations in the tournament was honestly that last year of Archie Miller when you had Scoochy smith and Pollard and Davis and Cook. Like, they had expectations. The problem is, you ran into Wichita State right off the bat. And let's say you get past Wichita State, you would have had Calipari's Kentucky, Kentucky. team waiting for you, and who knows what could have happened there. Uh, but. There are expectations this year that kind of is a lot different situation than that 2014 Elite Eight run where they were just as you said playing with house money. They could have stopped after the Ohio State win and this city would have been more than satisfied. Mm. But it just kept snowballing from there. Totally,
4: and what and the big difference I think between the teams that I cover with uh, Chris Wright and those guys they had high flyers and they had stars and I mean Obi Toppin's the biggest star of them no all, kidding. but. They are a team. I mean, you watched last night. I mean, there's 18 minutes to go in the second half, and one guy's got four. Everyone's on the bench, and you're like, here's your moment. You know this is going to happen in March. There's going to be a mm-hmm. moment when someone's got foul trouble. Who's going to step yeah. up? I remember texting a buddy. I'm like, hey, here, let's here see comes. what they're made of. Next thing you know, three minutes later, they're up like 25. It's like, okay, well. They're pretty good. <laughs> so, they can go
1: nine deep, and oh, Johnson's so not there. So that would have been ten. Yeah. But you're right. All of a sudden, you looked up and went, "My God, it's twenty points." Yeah. I How? thought got,
4: I thought the stars were all out. Oh, never mind. We're we're good enough. Still so so rolling. rolling. It's gonna It's gonna come down, and you saw this against, against Kansas, and it was early in the in the in the season at that point. But if they face a big physical team, I think that's the big question everybody has. That's the thing, you know. If you face an Iowa or a big, big 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 Ten team that wants to bruise you, I don't know what'll happen. But they're deep they're talented i think they're tested in some ways We'll just see what happens it's really exciting walk of the draw now that's right yeah before we hit this
2: commercial break uh, again already a great turnout people are excited to see the college game day bus presented by state farm uh you know nathan baker state farm agency bringing the college game day bus uh, to us all here in the city you guys have a lot of giveaways over there in your tent uh, what's what's all going on over there it looks pretty busy
4: yeah so we've got our tent here we've got the uh sunglasses we've got the crazy fan hair I'm get uh, the, the, the state crazy farm hair. hair yeah, yeah water bottles that. bags stress balls we've got a couple food trucks here we've got you guys uh just Trying to make this as uh, sweet as event as possible, but really it's it's all about the bus, and you can sense that these y- this doesn't roll in the Dayton very often. Definitely doesn't roll in the Huber Heights. So the last great thing that. to roll through here was the Wienermobile. Man, <laughs> yeah. this trumps death. I so followed that around a yeah. little too long. I think yeah. it was an awkward uh, follow. There.
2: <laughs> I mean, as a fat guy, I was just mad that they weren't like handing out <laughs> yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, yeah where's on, that and guy then? and the peanut guy? I was I was like, like, so I'm great. just supposed to take a picture <laughs> with this? I, okay. All right. Hey, thank you so much no for having us out. Much appreciated. Yeah.
4: And this is fun. The bus will be out here till seven, correct? Out here till seven, so come on out. We'll be out here with the food trucks and everything. So we'd love to see you. Yeah, nice. thanks, let's, guys. Let's go tour the thing. Let's go tour the thing. Get a cheese stick too. Meat. Get a cheese stick. killer, anyway, so it's good. <laughs> All
2: right, folks, we'll be back in a minute. More of the Kidder and Slumber Show when we come back.
4: Basketball season is heating up. It's a time when the standings begin to take shape and real
5: competitors discover just how far they can go. Goodyear knows the road to the playoffs takes the right amount of momentum and drive, and that movement is the path to discovering your true potential.
4: So on your drive, Goodyear wants to help you discover your own possibilities, no matter where the
5: road leads. When it comes to choosing tires, visit Goodyear.com and pursue the road ahead. Goodyear. More driven.
0: No matter how big the job a pro like you is working on, Lowe's is ready and stocked with the supplies you need, so you can get everything you need in one stop, saving you time and will also save you money. Because when you buy 64 more sheets of OSB, save 10% just for buying in bulk. And our pro loaders are ready to load you up and get you back to the job site faster. For the supplies you need today and every day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's, US only.
6: Mungo. Now.
0: To the Kinner and Schlummer Show on 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: Justin Kinner, Mark Schlummer, back with you here live from the College Gate Day bus. And uh I'll tell you what, everyone's losing their mind over this thing. The, the line of mile along right now, waiting to get in the tour. I, didn't get, I haven't got a chance to go in there yet. We'll go in there Well, here it
1: sounds fit. like it's pretty impressive in there. Very nice. And it right. ought to be.
2: Absolutely, we're going to be joined here at the top of the five o'clock hour. ESPN Seth Greenberg still waiting to hear back from Jay Billis. Jay Billis uh, flew in earlier today, uh, live right now at uh, UD's uh, basketball practice. He said uh, as soon as he could uh, pop out of that practice, he'll be calling into the show. So looking forward to talking with him. I, I mean. I guess we've heard this a few times. Game day has never come through Ohio. It's That's not just, surprising. It's not just that it's the first time to come to Dayton. I mean, you think about all the Final Four teams that Ohio State has had. I mean, especially Cincinnati. I mean, if you just go back, let's just go back to 2000 and even 2010. All those great teams that Thad uh... had at Ohio State in Cincinnati, and you can argue the Cincinnati Xavier runs in the last ten years have been just as impressive uh, as what Ohio State was able to do from a talent perspective and the consistency standpoint and UD with that passionate fan base and the star in OB Toppin and all the stars aligning right now. How cool is that? Yeah, you'd have thought the
1: Shootout before Long would have had one.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I Very I surprising. There's
1: a lot of people out
6: there. People are turning
1: out. Want, the,
2: want a headset? Come on with us. What's your, what's your name? Gary? Gary? Put the headset on. You can hang out with us for a bit. What's your name? You said
6: Gary, right? Uh, Yes, I'm Gary
2: Shaw.
1: Gary Shaw with the cool hat. (laughs) They don't be messing that lid up with those uh, headphones now. No, sir.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What brings you out here? I mean, that's a dumb question. We know what brings you out here, but how cool is this? Man, this is, yeah,
6: yeah, this is cool. I just heard you guys speaking about uh, game day bus has never been here in Ohio, mm-hmm. and that's ironic because, you know, this is one of the bigger states for, for especially basketball. Yep. Did and you go in the bus, bus yet? Bus yes, I did. That is cool. I haven't been in yet, but everybody's coming out saying how nice it is. Oh, man, you need to get in there, get your beer. I mean, i come out. out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, this this is real nice. So, uh, what uh, what precipitated this? that game day bus would be here. Well, college line.
2: game day going to be with the Flyers on Saturday over okay. the arena, uh, and they kind of bring the bus through to kind of promote that they're visiting. They're sponsored by State Farm, and uh, the Nathan Baker State Farm agency does uh, partnered up to be able to kind of help produce this, well, not produce it, but at least uh, promote it, at least. So yeah, no, that is good time.
6: That is great. And then the opening of the uh, um, NCAA is, has First been here for a yes, number of years. So this is good, good promo. And I'm glad you guys showed up. So hopefully, uh, Flyers will do what they need to do on Saturday.
2: A lot of fans are excited, and uh, it's pretty cool to see people's excitement just to see a bus. I've always been fascinated by that. You get the wiener mobile that comes through; people line up to watch that. It's a game day bus comes through; people line up to come see. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
6: Saturday yeah. doesn't bother me. It's that next week; it's the one I worry about. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the Flyers, uh, Flyers, uh, be good. I mean, those guys are playing well. They're playing as a unit. You know, we got strong, as you mentioned, strong fan support. And I think this is a year that uh, we could see our Flyers there in the in the uh, Final Four. Yeah, last night wasn't pretty.
1: Right. And like Nathan was talking about, two minutes in the second half, you're going, wow. Yes. You got half your team on a bench of fouls. The next five minutes, you're up 18, 20 Perfect. points. You yes. go,
6: what happened? Yeah, so they have a full team there. Grant uh, has proven to be a good coach there. Great for good job. Guys. Yes, he's doing a real good job. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to help recruiting, for sure. Well, and that's it. Okay. That's it. Get She's some out good now. I, I've heard that one before. <laughs> uh-huh. I,
2: have you been out to the arena yet? Have you seen the, the arena since all the renovations? Yes, already? I have. How man, That's Man, pretty that, cool. is,
6: that is really cool. That's way overdue. Um, I've been here all my life here in Dayton. I remember when they built the UD arena. But remember I first, when it collapsed first? Yes, I remember when yeah. it collapsed, yeah. Yeah, four people died on that. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, they've stabilized that thing. It is gorgeous. It looks good. I invite everyone. Sure it. Never been out to come on out and and see the the uh, the arena. Yeah. Well, hey, it's good talking with you guys. Well, thank you. Glad you came out. Yes, absolutely. Nice meeting you. Uh huh. Nice care. meeting you too. Take care. Thank you, sir. Yes, Alrighty, sir.
2: Again, uh, if you want to come on out, if you want to come out and see the uh, <laughs> the college game day. This is uh, not
1: hockey season, sir.
2: Say, oh, that's now I <laughs> recognize it is. All right, we're in the penalty box now. You bring right, a right, bus out and the hooligan shows up. Uh, again, the Nathan Baker uh, State Farm Agency brings out the ESPN College Game Day. Bus College Game Day will be now here Don't mess
1: Saturday. that hat up, man.
2: How about this? Remember we talked about the, the first half, San Diego State being down uh, against Air Force. Right now, San Diego State's roared back. Right now, up 60 to 51. Uh, <laughs> i the reversed. Uh, four minutes, uh, 26 seconds remaining in that. So, again, just keeping an eye just on what's going in advance. Yeah, they're in good shape. But, again, we know how this. conference are. They're up now how nine. S- how strange those conference tournaments is can be i um, we'll keep an eye on that moving forward watch we'll seth greenberg coming up around the corner jay bill is coming up on the show as well and uh, we've yet to be able to step through that bus so we'll go do that coming up here uh, in just a few minutes four five seven nine four six Oh, line's done now yeah that's the number to call in to join in on the conversation give brandon williams a call back at the studio and uh, he'll relay uh, you our way we'll be back in a moment more of the Kinder and schlemmer show when we come back
5: Redbox has the newest movies fresh from the theater, plus award winners and nominees starting at under $2 a night. Now at the box and on demand, Knives Out. Nothing brings a family together like murder in this twist-filled whodunit mystery starring Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, and more. Head to one of the 41,000 Redbox locations or stream instantly on demand. Prices may vary by location, subject to applicable taxes. Additional terms at Redbox.com.
0: Doesn't it seem like things are always getting more expensive? Groceries. rent. Even utilities. Cost of living is up, but Allstate can help lower your cost of driving. With new lower auto rates in Ohio, you get the same high
2: quality... On 1410 ESPN Radio. Justin Kinner, Mark Schlummer with you here live in Huber Heights. Uh,
1: I figured out where why Mr. Smooth came out. Why Mr. Smooth Have you seen him out? in the last 10 minutes? Where'd he go? He's in that costume, I guarantee it. Yeah, He's I mean, a he State Farm it. Bear. Have you ever seen the
2: State Farm Bear in, uh, him in the same place? At the same time. No, nope. you have not. I'll tell you what, it's pretty, uh, man, it, just, it really gets you in, uh, hyped up. It, it is. I mean, weekend. this is
1: quite an it's event. Like said, much, yeah. It doesn't come through often.
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't come through ever. This is the first time ever. It brought a hooligan out. I mean, what, that tells all you need to know. Now, I didn't mean to be rude again, I was talking hockey with someone <laughs> earlier, so
4: you know, you know me, hockey this, hockey that, so you know. Well, you know, you know I like to think I've had a, had an influence on you. Absolutely. You know, get your, oh, you've had an influence. In you think the right way.
1: Especially off air.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, have you gotten inside the bus yet? I have not yet, I just got here and enjoying the sun, had to come out and see the bus. Pretty cool, pretty cool. See, and it, what, was, see what was going on and, and bask in the aura. You know, you don't get to bask in the aura live a whole
1: lot. I mean, time. you're seeing this on TV, and now all of a sudden, man, it's 10 feet, 20 feet away from it. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's neat to have it here. It's neat to have it in the community. Very nice. You're it's not going to believe happen. this,
4: Ken. I actually saw UD play once this year. You actually, you did. I did. Hockey? No. No, it's not the arena.
1: Well, God, I would hope so.
4: Yeah.
2: Great crowd. Great game. No, absolutely and again i'm seeing a ton of, i mean everyone out here just decked out in ud gear and everyone's hyped up and ready to go everyone's out here playing some cornhole they got food trucks out here Giveaway. i gotta go get that the crazy hair they were talking about earlier yeah, i on. haven't seen
1: anybody bust that out yet
2: i'll bust it out i'll, I'll have a little fun with that so holy moly alright so uh, and again right now we're gonna get back into taking your calls and talking some college basketball stuff here in a moment espn seth greenberg top of the hour five o'clock jay billis uh, will be messaging us at any moment now, now if
1: you want to see this bus. This is your only shot? Because it's not going to be parking outside the arena for tours.
2: No, and uh, right now, of course, every time we come back on the other line stops, and then the second we go to a break to go get on it, that's when the line fills up again. So, want we'll to go out there. We've met a couple of our listeners too. It's always nice putting uh, the face with the name uh, after a while. And thanks, thanks for again. coming it's out, Oregon. Great, great meeting you. Absolutely, and the State Farm bear there too. Right yeah. there is having some
1: TV. Fun. It's not even local.
2: I mean. No, they just didn't send the, the didn't send the big dogs. Where's Hartsock?
1: Where, where? Hey, I don't come out in the cold. Are you kidding me? Messing my hair with this wind? Where, Forget it.
2: Where's Hartsock? Where is uh? He's over the Paul? arena. We should give Jack Poll a call. You know what? Jack
1: used to Arizona and warm weather's around the pool. You think he's coming out in this?
2: Jack said he had his TV hit coming up at six. So that's yeah. Make out my like, well, Jack, hey, Jack is Jack, a we're hit. Th- we're, we're talking about three o'clock, man. You can't. <laughs> it's like I. I... I didn't even have a drone up there. My ADD just noticed it. Yeah, and that was,
1: I saw the buzzers were circling me a little bit ago. It's like, there's oh, some good news.
2: All right, 457 9464. That's the number to call and join in on the conversation again here in Huber Heights uh, right now, taking in the college game day bus as we currently sit here uh, right now. How about this? Uh, you being a sports betting guy yourself, I found. Me? Oh, absolutely. I found this interesting that federal authorities in Florida on Wednesday charged a 23-year-old sports bettor known as the uh, Parlay Pats with transmitting threats of violence directed at professional and collegiate athletes and their friends and families. I saw that. If you sum that up without it actually saying and telling you anything right now, it's basically telling you he wasn't a very good bettor. I'm assuming you don't threaten people if you're winning money off of them. No,
1: you say thank you. Well, I said, yeah, I read that and just started laughing going, and he's stupid enough to threaten them. That'll work.
2: But that's... When we talk about the threats of sports gambling and sports betting, like, that is one of the parts of it is because people... It, it's no longer you know. There's some people that'll just kind of enjoy themselves and play some bets on some of the games, and then other people it's they they're take betting it a little the ranch. Too, yeah. And then that's what leads to li- little angry outbursts like this. But I mean, you have players every night, okay? You have players every night that are will go to the free throw line to win the game for their team, and they miss the free throw. Or they'll split the, they'll split the pair, still win the game, but because you know they didn't cover, you have people furious. You have athletes now who are angering these psychos, uh, these psychos out there, and they don't even know that they've made them angry. I think that's the kind of the scary part of sports gambling is for these athletes they don't even realize that sometimes that they're really messing with people's <laughs> money which is not them but the
1: NFL especially you always see the, the guys walking well that and you see the players walking onto the field and you hear somebody yell, hey you're on my fantasy team score me some points you're right a lot of these people take this very seriously like it's their living and when they lose they become an but to, to threaten a guy like that's gonna really work
2: I mean, because we always talk about when we're sitting there making comments uh, about, like, oh, Pete Rose, if he's gambling, or like, if, if there's gambling in sports, you're going to have the athletes betting on this road. That's not even the dangerous part of it. That, to me, that's not even the worst. This
1: is the worst part. When you have fans kind of, they start know, in, that way. And then they're going to um, put that in the ballparks where you can bet live right during a game and that you're at? See, that's not uh, yeah. asking for trouble.
2: Was it Parkey uh, for the Bears? Remember that? Like oh, yeah. He was getting death threats uh, when he missed that field goal a few years ago, which, by the way, he was missing field goals all throughout the regular season. They put him in in the playoffs, and he misses one, and people acted surprised. I'm mean, like, you can't be surprised. He's been doing what he did all year. But that
1: he was getting death threats. Like you and people believe. still don't mention that. got partially blocked. They still never mention that. That guy got a finger on it.
2: So when I was in New York, I didn't tell you this, that it was funny
1: because I don't want to ever get a picture of that thing either.
2: Oh, eventually I will. I'm going to get the crazy hair and go do it. Oh, by the way, I see someone with the Browns jersey. I, th- I thought Browns fans didn't exist in the city. I thought it was all Bengals fans. Anyways, just throwing that out there. So, I didn't tell you this. When I was in New York, they were telling me that you can't gamble in New York slumber. You have to go to New, New Jersey. jersey. Yep. So, people will they'll do the fantasy stuff. Oh, you stuff. can
1: gamble in New York. I'm sorry. You can gamble in Dayton,
2: <laughs> Ohio. I mean, there's... So,
1: hi. There's chill too. <laughs> so,
2: no. So, with that being said, what's interesting is, is people would get in the subway. Are you paying attention? Yeah. I mean, you can't I'll pose I, for the camera, I, I can't man. Take you in public? You can't, You don't pay attention. Hey, where's attention. Paul and Hitch? What? 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 aye. Tell him we said hello. No, but uh, so people would get in the in the uh, subway and they'd go all the way to Jersey get Come out, back. place their bet in the phone because it, it's based off the coordinates on your phone and then they'd get right back on the subway and head the other way. So these subways, they're talking about how all of a sudden a lot of these subways are filling up with a lot more because guys are just going to Jersey stepping out, placing their bet and then taking off. Like, it, that's
1: insane to me. Well, that's how many billions are bet on you know, sports all year now you're going to get it worse with the NCAA tournament and I love the people going, no, I don't do that. Yeah, you do. Office pools, you name it. Big money. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that that is technically gambling. I'm mean, sure it, it is. is the, and then they're going to put they're putting these things in the stadiums. I say, come on, you got to be nuts doing this. Oh uh, yeah, four five seven
2: nine four six four. Uh, let's see on Twitter. Do do do. Bob Gibson, uh, a crybaby fan. That's your, your new buddy. Uh, oh yeah, he goes. Uh, he said that I made a snide remark. What is up with UD fans using that comment? He said that I made a snide remark earlier this week, inferring that either the team admin or fans are stuck up.
1: I mean, am I must missed I, that.
2: I don't, because I, I don't, I don't get he says, uh, I found that in my journal that he asked me to keep for future reference. No, what I told you is if you're going to tell me that we're saying certain things, at least have proof. You just make these little blanketed statements. And then when I ask you to prove it, you can't. And then you try to make me sound like I'm crazy.
1: You and him got a diary going on? Yeah. They're,
2: they're, they're not mad. They get mad if we don't talk enough about him, And then when we talk about them, they get mad still. It doesn't make Call
1: out no the search for smoothies here. Yeah, he's not we in, he's smooth, not in the bear thought, costume. We thought you
2: were the state farmer. We bear thought you were that mind.
1: guy in the costume. So, uh,
2: 457 four, four. Justin Kenner, Mark Shummer with you here again. Coming up at the top of the hour, we will be joined uh, by ESPN's Seth Greenberg. Looking at
1: your rundown, do you have anything? Yeah, besides this one in the games tonight, um, the Reds are playing on TV right now, the Brewers. Nothing really yet that's jumped out since they all gets to play today, I guess. Um, you mentioned something to me earlier today. They still got a log jam, or... I think you said it the other way, they're really not as, as heavy in the outfield as what it sounds like. Well, they still got a lot of bodies. You just don't have ones that are going to jump off the page at you. Besides Castellanos and Shogo.
2: Well, it reminds me of, remember heading into the Bengals season last year? When you would All talk about, when you would talk about that offensive line, you kept saying, "No, oh, they have plenty." I said, "Well, Schlemmer, I don't know that they're deep at the offensive line. I think it's just that they have options at the offensive line, and obviously it panned out to be not good ones." I'm concerned that that's what's happening with the Reds right now. We were so high on, on on Aquino. We were so high on that because he had that really hot September or that really hot August and a horrible September. And people wanted to ignore the September and just pretend that August was the only one that mattered. You had all the stack guys out there trying to really push the fact that, oh, that's who he's going to be. He He's not going to be on the 25-man roster when we get to the At season. the
1: rate they're going right now, and, and that's why I asked you the other day, why are you wasting advance with Scott Shebler? Oh, you yeah. better find out if Aquino's for real. not. Now, for me, after what he did last year, I've got to put him out in right field and say go you got the first month to prove yourself. If you're still struggling, okay, now I might have to look at a different option. But i got to give him the best shot. I said, I'm not a winker guy. Um, Shevler shouldn't even have a uniform. Jankowski, Payton, the rest of the, the – Irvin's a guy. Another guy keeps getting looked over passed over. But you got to give Aquino at least that opportunity. I think you can hide him in that seven hole behind all the bombers where he's not going to draw those – the four hitter, you know, breaking balls in this and that. Oh, he's still gonna get his share them, but I, I gotta give him a chance. I think there's too much potential to that kid to just send him back. He already, he can play triple we know that.
2: Yeah. I I think but what we gotta do when it comes to the Reds is we gotta get out of that habit of talking about these guys panning out. We don't have time you don't to. Know. Like with the Sakino thing, we don't have time to wait to see if he can or cannot. We don't have time.
1: This to is see. not a young club. Yeah, I mean, this is not a rebuild anymore.
2: So, like when earlier you were talking about Peyton and some of those others, I completely agree with you. If this was on any other year, maybe heading into last season, but because of this year, you spent way too much. You spent way too much money on Castellanos and Mustakis. Uh, you know, you put a lot. You You're went, all veterans. Put your neck on the line to go get a Trevor Bauer, knowing that you might only get him for one year. Uh, you know, you got Sunday Gray. I just feel like they went out of their way way too much to sit there and say things like, you know, relying on Peyton and some of those others and hoping that they pan out. That's why, with everything they've spent, there's a chance that there's still going to be some glaring holes there. I'm hoping that the outfield for the Reds doesn't turn into what happened with us talking about the Bengals' offensive line. I know that's a weird
1: crossover. But well, you're talking about Galvez is banged up a little bit now, too, which makes it interesting with Garcia playing the way he is. For me, hey, put him out there. You know, defense travels. He's pretty damn good in the field. He's awfully good at the plate right now, although it's spring training. you got to find out. You know, let him play.
2: Between, and Aquino is why Garcia I'm not really buying into either, Slim.
1: I, don't, I, mean, I am. I think, yeah, granted, another year in trips would probably help him, but why not find out?
2: I mean, but it's, we did the same thing, though. With the keynote, like we said, he was the I mean, we're, re, we're over. I think it was. We're overreacting way too much to Garcia in spring.
1: Well, and I don't know how much Galvis is hurt. I'm just saying, if he's not going to be out for a long period of time, I don't go make an emergency deal. I just got a bad feeling your buddy Blandino will be the guy they play.
2: Yeah, my concern is with all the things that they upgraded, you're going to have a glaring hole at short. You might have a glaring I'm hole the at the behind home plate. Um, and when you look back and say, well, they, didn't, you know, they had a chance the last two years to pull the trigger on a really good catcher, whether it be Romucho uh, whether it be Grondahl this year, that's, that's a problem. You've had a chance to be aggressive. And, may, and I don't know where the holdup is. I'm really hoping that the holdup to be able to get a Francisco Lindor, I'm hoping that that was the Indians being stubborn and not the Reds not being willing to part ways. I think it
1: pressure. was because the Dodgers were involved and they didn't go after, you know, with them either. So if it was just the Reds and the Indians, I would have said it could have been Cincinnati. But... I think because there was a three-team mix in it, nothing got done. Well, that spells probably the Indians are holding it. And they still are. They got the cards. If you go to the trade deadline and they're out of it, well, that's a pretty big chip you got to throw out.
2: Red's opening day, uh, not too far. I mean, it's less, in March. Less much.
1: than two weeks, 26th.
2: What's the wow. opening day outfit? I don't care about the starters.
1: Cassiano's and Shogo.
2: <laughs> Cassiano's, Shogo, and Sinzel?
1: If he's healthy, but if he's by not, default. If he's not I don't see him adding anybody. Puig. Um, I can't see it. They would have already done it. But if um, they go the
2: Puig route, knowing that they're going to move on from Sinzel at some point, whether it is to bolster the shortstop or the catcher position, or it, I
1: don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, I guess Jankowski at this point, to be honest with you, he runs well, plays defense all right. Um, Payton's a rule five, so they either got to play him or send him back. Uh, Irvin... Should be. Put Irvin in right, cast Giannis in left, and let's go. All right, well,
2: four five seven nine four six four Reds fans. And Shay last night hosting a Wing Reds Live did a good job last night. I heard him take it. Some calls. A lot of the main concerns that fans are having right now is the depth in the outfield. Uh, we're not talking about pitching, which, again, I think when you have the strength of pitching that the Reds do, I think you can overcome a lot of the deficiencies from the position rankings at this point.
1: And and you can also, with the offense they've got, you can hide an Aquino, you can hide a Barnard, you can hide one or two guys the way they did with Geronimo back in the 70s. The pitching, it's like Coach Nagy's; the defense travels. Well, pitching travels too. So they've got enough to overcome things. The problem is, I don't know if the fan base has time to be patient anymore. I don't think they do.
2: All right. Well, we'll get to your calls on the other side of the break. The other thing, uh, someone just messaged in too, saying, "With all the uh, saying, we know you says, Kidder, we know you love to hate on the Cincinnati Bengals." But what they, team
1: do you like? You yeah, hate them all, so you're equal opportunity hater.
2: They want to hear. They want to know from both of us who do we think will make the playoffs first, the Browns or the Bengals? Don't answer that. That's a okay, tease. baby. Oh, look at that! Look at okay. this. So it sounds like we were answer for one of them. Okay, so this coming in on Twitter. Between the Browns and Bengals, who will make the playoffs first? We'll discuss when we come back.
0: Mountain Dew Zero Sugar presents an original that's now maybe even better. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary had a bottle of Mountain Dew Zero Sugar with the same refreshing taste as the original, but with zero sugar. Same refreshing taste as the original, but with zero sugar. Same refreshing taste as the original,
7: but with zero sugar. Mary had a bottle of Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. This taste was as good as the original, maybe even better. Mountain
0: Dew Zero Sugar. As good as the original, maybe even better. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds... Back to the Kinner and Schlemmer Show on 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: We welcome you back. Justin Kinner, Mark Schlemmer with you live... I'm here at Huber Heights. Got the who There's some stories waiting to happen. <laughs>
1: who he goes oh. to high school with Steve in Springboro. So here's the deal. Now we understand. I
2: understand. Like Bengals fans, the Bengals fans love me. Okay. Well, he does. Which team I know he doesn't? Did. He, despite that. But now, I all I wanted to point out was that I'm looking. I just saw someone in a, in a Baltimore Ravens jersey. Which that that's not true. We had the argument earlier in the week as there more Browns fans or more Bengals fans in this city, and Bengals fans are adamant that there's more Bengals fans. I see, I've seen lots of brown jerseys. I saw a truck with all these brown stickers on it. I saw a Baltimore Ravens Speedway People Jersey. are giving brown jerseys, three gallons of gas, you get a free one. I love the Houdé passion. Look at that one. I love the Houday passion, but it's only
1: coming from one Bengals fan. Where's all the Bengals fans at? There's <laughs> there's no more loyal Brown fan than Ken. I, I, I guarantee you.
2: First of all, there's, it doesn't get any more American than that. The no, he's a true American.
1: He went to high school with the other one.
2: Oh, oh that's Steve. I didn't know Steve had a last name. He yeah. Had, I, I feel kind of bad. He goes, I went to school with Steve Cosmo. Oh, I go, yeah, who's Steve Cosmo? Steve from Springboro. Yep. That's how we refer to people. Right? He's a buddy of Don Brown,
1: so he's got a double-header working over here. Hey,
2: who's the, oh, he, He's not just hey, anybody. I know who not Don just Brown just anybody. is. Don Brown. He's a Bengals fan. Yep. He would fight me about that. But, no, nonetheless, this is pretty cool. Again, live here hear the ESPN College game day bus here at Huber Heights. Uh, we'll have ESPN's Mike Greenberg. Not Mike Greenberg, Seth Greenberg. I'm going to do that. And if I do that when I bring him don't on, me. I'm just going to put my headset down and walk away, and it's all you at that point. Um, but we are disappointed. I see uh, Channel 2. I see uh, Channel 7. But no, Mike cards We don't get to see Jack or, or
1: Hutch or anybody. We're the arena where it's warm. <laughs> oh
2: yeah yeah i see they they sent their own Kinder slimmers out uh, to get the footage they yep. sent
1: their <laughs> i'm not coming out in the cold
2: no but this is pretty cool lots of i mean i've seen all the kids enjoying the cornhole boards uh get to see a lot of people we haven't seen in a while and get to meet some of the listeners too which is always
1: and none uh, of them hit you yet either no. so that's a good thing
2: No. Well, because the fans that want to hit me are Bengals fans. Yeah, well, you're cool.
1: You got a tie on today, so they think you dress like that all the time. Uh, I got work to do after. People thought I was dressing
2: up for this occasion. Like, this ain't an occasion. I would have been wearing sweatpants today to kind of keep warm out here. Uh, Have you guys all seen the bus? Have you all gone out there yet? Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. We still haven't made it over there yet. Schlummer's too cold. He doesn't want to get out of his chair.
1: No, I go like in I'm not coming out.
2: <laughs> I said that Comrex is portable. We could just take that uh, with us right now as we go. But, you know, interesting nonetheless. Again, seeing all the Browns job jerseys out here, though. There's a lot of them. He's still going up every week. Kind of figured. He knows. he knows. Not bad. Oh, oh, oh. We're about to see a wreck. About to see a wreck. Luckily, the Nathan Baker State Farm Insurance is out here. Nope. They, they stopped in time. Damn it. Really looking forward to seeing that. Oh well. Yeah, Driver's looking over here. Yeah, he's he's still not paying attention. Look at him. And they get mad at millennials for texting while driving. you got that guy not even paying attention. Well, you look oh, up well. and you see the big red
1: bus. You're like, wow, what is that thing? It's
2: like ADD getting the best to you and everything. But uh, One thing we didn't talk about yesterday, how about this? We haven't talked a lot of Ohio State football in a while. Ohio State football, Master Teague, out potentially six months. Uh, they don't really have a whole lot of depth at running back, uh, especially when you look how spoiled that they've been the last uh, I mean, going all the way back to the Zeke days, you get Mike Weber, then you get Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins, and you've had the depth of that position last year having I mean, J.K. Dobbins and Ed Master Teague. Now is Master Teague's time to shine? and now he's out for a significant amount of time. And really, by the time he's able to come back, it doesn't mean that he's going to be at full health.
1: You want somebody. They'll find somebody.
2: I mean, look, when we started panicking, when, when Dwayne Haskins left, they go out and get probably the best, you know, free agent, it's funny to say that, free agent quarterback uh, in college football and Justin Fields. I th- If that's the one thing that Ohio State has really kind of stubbed their toe on the last couple of years is really recruiting the running back position and, and getting, I mean, they've been spoiled with J.K. Dobbins, who I think was underappreciated last year from an award standpoint. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor racked up a lot of the attention, uh, and he, you know, from uh, Wisconsin and
1: ETN out of Clemson. With that offensive line, no it shouldn't be real difficult to find somebody, and I'm sure they've got plenty Of depth, but yeah, you would like to have Teague have his shot, you know, to really carry the load. But an Achilles is not easy to come back from, so you just hope for the best. But you watch somebody will transfer in, or they got somebody hidden; they won't be empty. Four five seven
2: nine four. 6-4. Justin Kenner, Mark Schlemmer with you out here, too. But, I mean, look, and you are and you got the spring game coming up, which we'll be carrying the spring game next month, too, right now, spring practices, we'll be talking a little bit more about that as we get, you know, closer to that. And right now all eyes and, and attentions on college basketball, which we're going to spend a lot more time in here coming up in that third hour. Uh, but, look, Ohio State has a ton of talent. That's one of the most talented wide receiving cores that they've had in quite some time. You have that offensive line that you talked about, that, that entire offensive line is basically returning from last year, which was solid. And your QB. Yeah, Justin Fields, who was, I mean, Heisman-level quarterback last year in his very first year as a full-time starter after transferring to Ohio State from Georgia. He has a full year of experience under his belt with that offensive line, with that receiving core. The running game's going to be that question mark. But the thing is, this is why I don't feel bad for programs like Ohio State. I don't really believe in my head that with all the talent that you bring in, that you only have one talented running back, that you only have oh, one talented no. wide receiver. I don't give teams like Ohio State the benefit of the doubt when it comes to that because you're the you're racking up talent
1: left and right. I we don't know the name yet, Master Teague. Is you the got player. six quarterbacks in the pipeline. You got more than one running back sitting there. So there's somebody that'll that'll get an opportunity. That maybe not. Would have, but with that offensive line, that would be a nice comfort to know, hey, i got a veteran group in front of me. Give me the ball. But Yeah,
2: we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. Again, the ESPN College Game Day bus here in Huber Heights. Uh, and just to get seeing on the UD paraphernalia out here as well, I wonder how many of these people are actually going to go to game day coming up on Saturday. I know that it's more student; it's it's mainly geared for the students and everything coming up, uh, but it's still a pretty cool opportunity for UD fans as a whole. But, yeah, it's, I mean, the attention is going to be given to the students uh, to get in there to kind of wrap around the table, of course, but it's going to be cool just to see game day in Dayton coming up on
1: Saturday. Isn't the idea of that game to put those bean bags in a hole? Yes. That hole's been safe. No one's <laughs> getting near it. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the next thing with all eyes being on dayton as it is to see how many people go to that thing what the students are like how they set it up inside the field house um but man you can't if you're the city of dayton you can't complain about all the publicity and the ink you're getting nationwide and i said it earlier the recruiting advantage now that ud's getting out of this what wright state's getting out of this you can't ask for anything better than this
2: Four five seven nine four six four Again, It's the Kinder and Schlumber Show. Anything, I mean, right now, again, we've run through this. We've got a lot coming up in that third hour. I know we haven't touched your list yet. how much do we have on your list right now.
1: They're pretty much waiting on, you know, Greenberg and, and Billis and those guys and seeing what the people think. If, is there a, and I asked this of Clark yesterday, the Blue Blood team in your mind It's just kind of under the radar? It's kind of, I don't know if it's a Kentucky, if it's, the Wisconsin's again, Auburn got beat again last night, but is there somebody still out there that you're overlooking?
2: I mean it just should. Who? Tar- yeah, Kenny, I don't know, man. They're they, they're down. They may not even be. They may an not, not even make it. They may not even no, they're not making the tournament.
1: They're not making the tournament. That would be one that I wouldn't want them in. I don't want North Carolina in, but
2: they're not in. They're not getting the I don't
1: know how they can. Uh, that's it, yeah.
2: But they're not getting there. I mean, it's good luck. They got the Anthony Cole kid back, and of course, that's really when things started going downhill for them. But I'm looking at the top 10 right now uh, when you look at everything's laid out. The team, I mean, Louisville, I still think, I mean, we ignore, we always want to talk, look at the, the Kentuckys, we always want to look at the Dukes and everything. But look at last year, Texas Tech kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. Like right now, I'm, I promise you, there's going to be a team that we're not even talking about. To be honest, UD is the team that everyone in this country has been focusing on, as well as San Diego State, uh, Kentucky. You can't count out. Obviously, Duke's always going to be in the mix. And sometimes it's these types of teams that Coach Krzyzewski and, and, and Coach Calipari do the best with because those are the teams that no one's really giving a lot of you know of pressure on like we see with those teams at Zion and others. Uh, but I'm going to say like Louisville and Maryland. I don't really look at Maryland as like a blue blood. But, I mean, I, at this point, I do look at Maryland as a team that I think that they would probably be a one or a two seed if they were in a conference that just wasn't stacked
1: with top 25. i like to see teams. the brackets outside of Ohio when they have to – Do the UD section. You know, go from Illinois left. How are people going to, where are they going to put them? Are they just going to go by the fact they're one or two seed? Are they going to know anything about them? Are they going to put them up there and then maybe get bumped out? this is the most interesting bracket I can remember
2: yeah right now when you look at the one seeds according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi his latest bracketology report Kansas at 1, Baylor 1, Gonzaga 1 and San Diego State 1, San Diego State was able to hold off, they were down uh, by 4 at halftime against Air Force and they really didn't play well in the first half but they ended up routing them in the second half pull up the final score here in a moment but Lenardi has Wright State and Dayton paired as the 2 and the 15, Aaron good seed you guys, you guys take care Nice meeting you. Yes, take care. Uh, but again, you look at Wright State-UD pairing up. So if UD, the two seed, beats Wright State to advance, they would run into Butler or Oklahoma right away in that first weekend. This is where you start to get a little concerned right off the bat because not that you ex- – its the NCAA tournament, thing is an easy matchup. But I'm sorry. I'm looking at Oklahoma or Butler. UD will be favored. But you still have to be a little concerned because those will be the best teams that you've played since December. I wonder
1: if they would be fair. I'm sure they would because of the seeding. But – on the other hand, From when a they standpoint, when know. they made that run, Ohio State, um, Syracuse, and Stanford, it's just a, it's a, almost the same gauntlet you got to get through. Butler doesn't bother me. I watched him the other night. Oklahoma is one of those that they could slide up there and just start winning, get hot. But those two teams don't they don't worry me like some of the other ones, like a Minnesota, Wisconsin might. Now,
2: I mean, you look at this. Again, Dayton would have to go in to face either Butler or Oklahoma. But then after that, I mean, they're still on the side with, like, Michigan, Duke, Auburn. UCLA is a team, by the way, because no one's giving UCLA any attention because they just caught fire late. The job that Mick Cronin's done out there, of course, leaving Cincinnati for, for that job, the job that he has done has been fantastic. I'm looking at that, I'm like, is a team that you probably don't want to run into either because you don't know a lot You're about them. About they're him. not getting a lot of
1: attention. You know what I think, Leonardi, is writers, I think he said the other day, or is he just... Trying to get a a rise out of people matching Wright State and UD. I mean, when
2: you look at, I mean, let's look at the 15 seats. North Dakota State, Bowling Green, or Little Rock. It's not like, I mean, it's a stretch to be able to put Wright State and UD together. And maybe, I mean, I just don't think that when we talk about Wright State UD, that has more juice in the city than it does
1: around here. Around the country, people are going to go, so?
2: I mean, with all due respect to Wright State, I don't think Wright State has a brand around the country that people are going to say, oh, man. I doubt they even know they're in the same city. Um, You know, I was watching, you know, UD, although they've been getting a ton of notoriety. You know, it's uh, that's a program that people are familiar with, but it's not one that... I don't think there's a big emotional investment into UD outside of its fan base across the country. Um, Duke fans, or non-Duke fans, still have a reaction to Duke, whether it's I hate Duke or I like Duke. Notre Dame, same thing. So, yeah, I just don't think UD has that across the country, but this is the first time in a long time where they have just been, you know, front and center as far as coverage goes. Keep in mind, people say, oh, you know, that was the same thing when they went on that Elite Eight run. We're talking about March. March is over in a blink of an eye. You fast-forward through March. So that's why I think that this regular season has been more beneficial to Dayton than that Elite Eight run, mainly because... No one was talking about Dayton during the regular season in 2014. People, everyone was talking about him in that Elite Eight run, but that, we're talking about a two, three week little window. Everyone has been front and center talking about UD all, going all the way back to Maui during Thanksgiving. So you've had all of November, December, January, February, and all of March. That's four months of UD being front and center as far as the national attention is concerned.
1: Yeah, back then, even in the Chapman, when that run, they got hot, they were Cinderella. To me, they still are. Because this is such an uncharted territory for them, that's going to time Think of that Oklahoma Butler matchup. If that happens, I'm not sure they would make UD a favorite. Maybe because they're the top seed, but if it wasn't for that, I'm not sure they would be.
2: Yeah, we I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I know much about Oklahoma at this point to know enough about their roster. They're about like season. what
1: you think. Uh, they run,
2: a, you know. But right now, and by the way, I'm just getting this in selection sunday coming up around the corner we will be at milano's just found that out we'll have our selection sunday well, came through milano's. so uh, we're looking forward to that that's going to be a good time as well and again we'll be talking about just one of our teams two of our teams we,
1: we might want to wear that helmet that day
2: Why is that oh because i'll be going to be the right there in front of them going enemy territory right there uh, but that's going to be an interesting day because are we going to be talking about just ud Right state could potentially be in that competition. See,
1: that's why I even keep forgetting they got to win to get in.
2: Imagine, but okay. Oh so my god, that, that sele- comes
1: up on the board. Selection oh, Lord. Sunday show,
2: folks. Imagine, okay. I don't care what everyone's opinion is of whether Wright State and UD should play. Really, throw that out the window. It doesn't matter. It's not up to athletic directors at this point. It's not up to the fans' It's out of their hands. It's out of everyone's hands. Imagine when we're doing that Selection Sunday show. We're sitting there, and we look up, and we see UD come up as a two seed. And then when their opponent comes up underneath, imagine seeing Wright State come up right underneath it. That would be unreal. That would be something.
1: You better behave now. The champ's in front of
2: you. No kidding. No kidding! I tell you what,
1: uh, you better
2: behave. All right, four five seven nine four six four. We're going to step away for a few moments. When we come back, we'll be joined by ESPN's Seth. Greenberg. And we'll talk UD. We'll talk March Madness. That's all coming up. Again, we're live here in Huber Heights uh, alongside the uh, Nathan Baker State Farm Agency. 7777. What? I already forgot the roads. Old Troy Pike. Old Troy Pike. And I was making fun of you (laughs) earlier. It's 202. Holy moly. All right. So we'll be joined by Seth Greenberg next.
0: Hi. Greg McAfee here from McAfee Heating and Air Conditioning, reminding you that daylight savings time begins this Sunday at 2 a.m. Remember to spring forward and set your clocks ahead one hour. You can count on my my company, because you can count on me. Oh, back to the Kinner and Schlemmer Show on 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: Justin Kinner, Mark Schlemmer, back with you here. Top of the hour, 5 o'clock. Again, live here in Huber Heights, waiting for the confirmation that ESPN's Seth Greenberg on hold, waiting on us. We'll get to him in just a second. Brandon
1: I work. see a lot of the people out here, right?
2: Huh? Absolutely. And by the way, the, uh, the Browns fan total just keeps racking up.
1: Well, he got the champion and his Jets out. Jets, absolutely taking
2: too many punches in the head. I, I'm fine with him being a Jets fan. I, no Bengals fans, though. It's been all Browns fans. It's I mean, too cold West. for the Bengals fans. What's wrong
7: with being a Jets fan?
2: There's nothing wrong with being a Jets fan. I just don't want people to be Bengals fans. It's all about New York, baby. I mean, there's been no Bengals fans here whatsoever. That period. shocked you? No, but the fact that you see Baltimore Ravens jerseys kind of running all over the place. They were on sale. Huh, I don't know. I mean, if that's the case, then there should be a lot of Bengals <laughs> jerseys, too. Because right now, I keep seeing everyone buy Bengals jerseys. They'll put the duct tape on the back and ride in Burrow.
1: That's like the old Browns. You just replaced that two-jersey with the next quarterback in line. Just get an all-white T-shirt and write the name on the back. How
2: about that? Uh, we did throw out again. Right now, you're listening to the Kenner Summer show live here in Huber Heights on Dayton's ESPN Radio 1410 Wing AM ESPN College Game Day. Uh, the bus here in Huber Heights, uh, and it's a lot of fun watching all the excitement. Everyone's super pumped right now, getting ready for game day, which will be live uh, coming up at UD. The bus, the
1: people have no idea it was going to be here, driving down 202, and all of a sudden seeing that thing sitting here. i say
2: there's, a, I mean, let's talk about the most beautiful head that's on that bus. ESPN Seth Greenberg, that head uh, joining
5: us right now, Seth Greenberg. With Seth, welcome everybody. I to standing underneath it when they take the pick. Hey, right. It's Everybody like, no, no, wait a second. Now you said the same thing to Bill, so he was on already. So come on now. yeah, <laughs> come on now. I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I'll pull that stuff with me. I got Just my guy Joe Petroselli. I'll, I'll send my guy Joe Petroselli over there. He'll straighten all you guys
1: out. <laughs> hey, Joe's all right. He was a little mad at us a couple of years ago. Everybody thought he was dead, and we didn't know. we were an in to him in a Burger King. <laughs> He goes, hey, man, everybody's asking me if I died because of you guys. Oh, no, that, yeah. That was yeah, That was yeah.
2: hilarious, absolutely. But, no, we're glad that's not the case. But, hey, uh, when are you
5: getting in Dayton? Are you already in Dayton, Seth? Oh, uh, no, nope, I'm on my way to the airport right now. I get in sometime this evening.
2: Ah, well, see, Jay already beat you here, so uh, there you go. Jay has to be the
5: first one.
6: Well,
5: uh, <laughs> well he's, a big, yeah, he's a big shot, you know what I mean? The only problem was his head is so big, it, you know, it took a while for him to navigate and get through that place.
2: Well, this is pretty cool. I know that there's a, I mean, a, a big buzz in town again for you guys coming, and, and really, as we've talked about earlier in the show, we know it's not about the matchup itself. UD versus George Washington isn't the sexiest matchup for college basketball this weekend, but just to be able to display the passion of the fan base, being led by Obi Toppin, and a great year by Anthony Grant and company, just a special city when it comes to college basketball, and you guys are really adding to that and enhancing it and making this even more of a special year. Well, it's such a rich
5: tradition for Dave basketball, and I'm so happy for Anthony. I think he's An absolutely terrific coach. But their team, when you watch them, they're easy to root for. Trey Landers and uh, and Ryan Mikestrom, guys that are the great blend players. And and the two playing the two point guards together with Chapman and and Crutcher and how hard they play and how unselfish they are. And they're much more than Obi topic. This is a, a complete basketball team that can beat anyone.
1: So i got to ask, and I've asked a couple other people the same question. Have you ever seen a year where, in UD's case, being the number three team in the country, there's a good chance they're not going to be a number one seed if they run the table? I've never seen that ever. How is that happening? What,
5: that another team with only a couple losses are, won't run the table or be a three seed? No. Yeah, do understand
1: the question. I'm saying, I'm saying UD is a three seed right now. If they run the table, every bracket you see has them as a two seed, but yet they're third in the country. I've never seen a top-four team not be a one-seed.
5: Well, because if you just take flat the metrics, their metrics as to which how they'll be seeded, uh, they're probably a two-seed because of the number of quality wins. So, I mean, like, if you look at their metrics and how, how the committee is going to look at it, not not basketball people, but just how the committee is going to look at it, all right, you're going to say, and you're going to say, wait a second, you know, how many quad one wins do they have? How many quad two wins do they have? Obviously, that's how they're evaluated within the eyes of the selection committee, not in the eyes of maybe basketball fans.
2: ESPN, Seth Greenberg with us here on the Kenner and Schlumber Show, ESPN College Game Day. We're live here at the bus in Huber Heights. College Game Day will be at UD coming up on Saturday. Seth, I'm curious, how much of a say uh, do you guys get in the the game day stops and locations? Uh, How long have you known that UD would be a destination for you here this weekend?
5: A week ago. I mean, uh, it it was in the conversation from people well above me. I mean, these decisions are made by the people that write the checks. I mean, this is an expensive trip. We're going there and getting on a private plane to get to Duke, North Carolina. That's a little bit more expense than we normally have. We don't fly private, now I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the reason we're there is because you guys are good. You deserve it. It's, it's going to be an event. I absolutely love going to new places. Duke, Carolina is going to wait for the game. But we really thought that it was important that basically pay tribute to the incredible season that Dayton's having. And then I was celebrating college
2: basketball across the board. Yeah, I think the thing, and one thing that we just kind of caught us off guard too. You think about all the really good college basketball teams in the state of Ohio—not just this year, but in years past. All those great dad mod Ohio State teams, the teams that Xavier and Cincinnati have had. This is the first time college game days ever come to Ohio. I
5: think
2: they've been to Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Okay. Well, that's you know, yeah. just going off with the press release. But either way, just with all those good teams, I mean, it's, it's even
5: more special. Uh, but again, we're well, you know, well, super... you know, here's the deal on the thing. Like when you have a special season like they're having, you know, there's only eight college game days. Eight college game days. Eight is getting one of them. That tells you how big a deal it is. You know, Duke and Carolina are gonna get one. Kentucky usually are gonna get one. Uh, you know, so then you're down to six champions, class it is one. Now you're down to five. So, I mean, you're talking about the opportunity to be one of five, and that's a testament to Anthony, his team, and the great passion of basketball. I mean, I remember way back, obviously, with Coach and Donnie May, and all the great tradition and the building. It's too bad we're not going to be in the building, but uh, it. the the facility is incredible, the commitment
1: is incredible, the tradition is rich, and this team is special. Seth, I'm curious, the mid-majors and, and topic all the time is how do you fix the scheduling to make it more fair, make the big teams play. Do you have a solution to make the scheduling so much more balanced so the mid-majors, the East Tennessees, the right States, whatever, have a chance to play the Blue Bloods at home?
5: No, it's not their responsibility. Blue Blood's not responsibility to build the Dayton basketball program or the East Tennessee basketball program. That's unrealistic and, you know, kind of just it would never happen. You, everyone has their own agenda. Dayton has their own agenda. Uh, Duke has their own agenda. Ohio State has their own agenda. You're never going to legislate making someone schedule someone. I mean, that's silly.
2: All right, ESPN, Seth Greenberg, last thing before we go, we had uh, Clark Kellogg on yesterday talking about who his player and coach of the year are. Uh, Anthony Grant, obviously, positioned uh, in the conversation for national coach of the year. top Toppin, potential national player of the year. Who's your national coach and player of the year? Well, I'm not going
5: to tell you my player of the year because we're going to talk about that tomorrow. So I'm going to save that for the show. I think Anthony should be in the conversation. I think that uh, Scott Drew should be in this conversation. Still self uh, dealing with the injuries and what they've been through should be in the conversation. A guy like Greg Gard should be in the conversation, turning that season around in the middle of the year. There are so many good candidates for Coach of the Year this year, but the job Anthony's done, not this year, but building the program. You know, I know you guys, when Archie left, everyone was doom and gloom. You got the right guy. You got the guy that, that absolutely is in love with Dayton. Doesn't look at it as a a starting point and a guy that's passionate about doing it the right way. I mean, Anthony Grant is about as good as it gets at every aspect of coaching.
2: All right, well, good stuff. Hey, we know you're really busy. We appreciate uh, you making a few stops on the show over the last couple weeks. We're very excited to have you and Jay and the entire uh, College Game Day crew coming to Dayton, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. No more
5: excited
2: than we are. Right, take care, Seth. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, that was ESPN's uh, Seth Greenberg. Good enough to join us here. You know, you heard him say, wish that they could do it on the floor. I think it, it, this is great no matter where you do it at, but I do think that that's the one thing that would have just made this even more special was to have College Game Day on the on the actual floor at UD Arena.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe once it's on the air, it's not going to look any different because you're going to see the wood floor under them and the fans and all that. But, yeah, to be able to showcase the... The arena would have helped. Um, I didn't know there was only eight game days. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, because I guess they don't start doing that until I'm assuming oh, well, probably. Well, football's probably done. Out. So yeah, it has to be pretty much after the college football playoff national championship game and everything leading in. So with that being said, it's not like the you know college football college game day is going all over the place from week one and every week they have a stop and, and you know. Right now, they only have eight, and for UD to be one of them. And, and again, they're squeezing UD in. They're going to come do the thing on Saturday morning and head over to the Duke-North Carolina game later that day. Very interesting, but uh, I, I think it's really cool that they're going out of their way to make sure that they showcase.
1: That uh, makes for a nice day for those guys. Absolutely. absolutely. Fly in today, fly out right after the show.
2: All right, well, four five seven nine four six for your reaction. Any key takeaways from the Seth Greenberg interview, we'll get to that when we come back. More of the Kenner and Schlummer Show live from the ESPN College Game Day bus when we come back
0: and Shlummer show right here on 1410
2: ESPN radio what yes who did you who did you oh we got another bangles fan out here by the way I kept saying why are all these Browns fans out here a friend of ours just texted us because all the Bengals fans have jobs so there you go <laughs> so that's why you got here later than everyone else but uh, we welcome you back Kenner Schlumber show live here from ESPN's college game day bus here in Huber Heights uh, big shout out to the Nathan Baker State Farm Agency for help facilitating this and uh, again it's been a great turnout everyone's having a blast out here getting to tour the bus uh, and right now everyone's out playing cornhole and gathering, gathering around listening a nice gathering these, yeah I, I feel like we're it's one thing when we disappoint people on the air because we can't see their faces, but now we get to see the faces of everyone we're disappointing. Yeah, now all know what they're supposed to hear. Yeah, so you know, I just do what I, I just resort to making fun of Bengals fans, and then uh, we just you know try to get through it the best we can. Right there we go, there we go. Let's start off <laughs> with
1: Jet fans. I want yes. to see the champ do a little sparring here. J E T S
2: Jets Jets jets, uh-huh.
1: jets.
2: So there you go. How about? But this. Uh, so we had some UD fans walk up to us and get this sent in that the uh, USA Today put out an article that the 2020 NCAA Tournament Bracketology, we just got done talking about what what do the Dayton Flyers have to do to get to that one seed, USA Today puts out their Bracketology and has the Dayton Flyers as a one seed, I get, look, at the end of the day, whether it's Joe Lenardi, Palm, whatever, everyone else, these things technically mean nothing, but they mean a lot, because it's cool just seeing your team there, no point to having
1: a rake, if you're not going to... You know, like you said, at the break. Maybe it's oversimplifying things. One, two, three, four. There's your one seeds. Yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out is why
2: is it not like that? Because you ha- you make a valid point. I thought yesterday I was like, well, the reason is the AP ranking is different than what the you know college basketball ranking would be. But again, they still didn't. They still had UD in the top four, so theoretically they should be a one seed. We're making something out of nothing at the end of the day because you still have the game on Saturday, which look, they're going to win. But then you keep go- looking at the fact that you have the A10 tournament next week. The A-10 tournament historically has not favored UD well. I think 2003 was the last time they won it. I mean, that's a lot.
1: It's like they're waiting on an excuse to drop them.
2: I don't know about that. I think they've actually, I, I mean, look, UD's number three right now. They haven't lost. I don't think they've been hard on UD at all. I think they've, you know, UD has been rewarded for how dominant a season that they've had. One thing you and I talked about back in November, December, is when they do crack that top 25. That's great but we were curious okay what happens when you lose in the A10 we would really get to see how the how the committee would treat you Yeah what's the respect well, factor When you kick everyone's ass in the A10 it's kind of hard to see how the committee is going to view that at that point so right now they're in good shape I think even if they lose in the A10 tournament they're there. They're, oh, Thank nice. you very much Thank you tell Donnie we said hello, hello Tell Donnie we said hello he told, he's down in Florida right now. Oh, so he has you doing all his work, huh? All right, thanks so much. Donnie Evans' Oh, 8 two O brand. Again, we've had Donnie on a few times to talk about that, but pretty cool. Uh, but, no, just, look, UD's fine. I think that if they stub their toe in the A-10 tournament, they're out of two seed. If they win out, I think they're a one seed. I think it's that simple. I know some stuff has to happen around them, but they're in good shape. And, like, uh, this would be bad. If UD was, like, ranked fifth or sixth, I wouldn't give a rip about the A-10 tournament. But because it's so rare to get to this point, you have a chance to get to that one seed. That's why I'm going to be disappointed if they don't win the A-10 tournament because you have a chance to get that one seed, and that's very rare.
1: And even Clark Kellogg yesterday said this tournament, not just A-10, but all the conference all the tournaments conference. are really going to play in to the seeding. Well, probably none more than the A-10. In all honesty, And Kansas Baylor is still going to have to face off maybe in their tournament. San Diego State could probably cakewalk through theirs. But, okay, Kansas, Baylor, one of them loses, what do you do with them? Especially if... If Baylor loses again, well, now what? Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. Like, if Baylor turns around and beats Kansas, they could just be it a just wash. Be, yeah. Keep them both at one seed and move on. But if Kansas beats Baylor again, I do think that the fact that Kansas beat Baylor at Baylor, there should be a lot of weight to that. It's not, you know, just that you won. But if they beat Baylor again, I think that should knock Baylor off. That State one
1: lost line. to a bad Nevada team, and they didn't just lose. Non-ranked, and but, you I mean, didn't get them out. Here's why: as UD fans, you've got to be careful when you point
2: out that San Diego State lost to a non-bad team. They have a chance to maybe lose to an unranked bad team in this a10 tournament. So you got to be careful with how you view that,
1: yep, because be careful what you wish for. Same
2: philosophy could be used against them. Uh, I just don't want the, the the pursuit of the one seed to make anyone feel like, oh, we didn't accomplish something heading into the NCAA tournament. Because whether you're one, two, or three seed, that's still way that's higher, higher than, than you've ever anyone been. anyone anticipated them being coming in uh, to this season. So, again, you heard what Seth Greenberg had to say about, you know, Obi Toppin, of course, you know, and he's not going to reveal who his player of the year is. He said that they'll
1: reveal that on Saturday at game I day. I would guess Obi, otherwise he's going to get booed out of the field house.
2: Yeah, I, it's, it's two days in a row where we have had national analysts come on the show, and basically you know compliment Anthony Grant but not I, I don't understand what the holdup is on saying that he should be coach of the year I and that this I'm not saying anything bad about Obie all I'm saying is is I think that Anthony Grant's resume is a lot stronger for him to be national coach of the year it's easier to to name him that than it would be for Obie who I think has more competition
1: I fully totally agree I didn't know if you noticed that too when you mentioned self again okay he's had injuries but his covers a lot more stock than a lot of people yeah. Um, okay, some of the guys in Diego State, okay, fine, you can make a case prep for a lot of guys. But two days in a row, it's almost like nah. Anthony's name's in the hopper, but that's about it.
2: Yeah, they, you know they talk about oh the great job Anthony's done of rebuilding the program. You know, and he brought up a good point when Archie left. I don't care what anyone says, this city was devastated. That cover was bare. Uh, you know, as as great a hire as Anthony Grant was, and people were excited with him being a former flyer, being an alumni. I still think no one really thought that they were going to get back to. And it's not that they got back to. They surpassed it. I mean, this this and is surpassing fast. it now. Again, it's all in how you look at it. Let's say they stubbed their toe early in the NCAA tournament. Now, that's a conversation they have of, okay, what did this regular season mean? Because it all comes down to March Madness. If you don't perform well there, how special was this season? It's special. I just think that people will have a bad taste in their mouth if they don't perform well in the NCAA Yeah,
1: I mean, to this point, you're a 2-3 or a 2-1 or season. You're expected to win. But, you know, I mentioned today Richmond knocking Indiana off a couple of years ago. It's happened a lot. It happens. You just hope it doesn't happen now. Um, but it's been, a, it's been a magical run no matter what. And that's um, all I can think is your Twitter buddies are probably going, hey, I knew you'd do it. You can't stop bashing them. No, that's just facts. Well, just
2: f- get, we're talking UD. I'm getting bashed on Twitter, Facebook. Just so you know, you did have a, a, a Bengals fan on. Nathan Baker's a Bengals fan. I'm like,
1: okay, I don't care. We're talking UD. How do you like, sleep at night?
2: pick fans. No offense. No offense. Some of these Bengals fans. Not you. Good Some thing them, we went to
1: New York, people. We got a unit. Like He's the Jets lose, fan.
2: They lose sleep at night because Kinder don't like the Bengals. It makes they don't lose sense. sleep. Don't yeah, it's <laughs> they don't
1: lose sleep. They're up calling hey, me.
2: You see the abuse I take on Twitter. S C C Holy moly! No, but th- this is an exciting. Oh, J E T S Jets Jets. And in
1: Michigan, what a pair. Jose, Jose, you're
2: uh, I was gonna say uh, all the New York fans. Where's TJ? I know he's over there hiding. But uh, no, bottom line is this Saturday, regardless of whether it's at UD Arena or it's at the Frank Center, it's whether doesn't matter. I still think it's cool that ESPN is going cool. out of their way to come to Dayton for Saturday morning, and then they're going to beeline it to get over to Duke, North Carolina. So they technically did not give everything up for Duke, North Carolina. They still had to find a way, and North Carolina's not good. I'm talking about, but then again, UD and George Washington's not the sexiest match. Yeah, I and mean, that's not
1: either. the worst way to travel—getting on a private jet and flying down to Chapel Hill.
2: No, they're at least taking care of them that way. All right, folks, 457-9464. For those of you out and about driving around, if you go ahead and give Brandon a call back in the studio, he'll relay you to us. 457-9464. We'll be back in a moment talking Dayton Flyers and more live out here at the ESPN College Game Day bus in Huber Heights.
0: Hi, Greg McAfee here from McAfee Heating and Air Conditioning, reminding you that Daylight Savings Time begins this Sunday at 2 a.m. Remember to spring forward and set your clocks ahead one hour. You can count on my company because you can count on me. At AT AT&T, we believe that access to affordable home internet brings you incredible opportunities. You can enjoy the power to explore a digital world of possibilities and connect with family, friends, and the things that matter most. That's why there's access from AT&T. If a member of your household is a SNAP participant, you may qualify for home internet at a discounted rate of $10 a month or less. No commitment, no deposit, no installation fee. Plus, get an in-home Wi-Fi gateway included at no extra cost. Call 1-855-220-5211 or visit att.com slash access now to learn more. SNAP refers to the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Pricing excludes taxes and fees. Includes one terabyte of data per month. Data overage charges apply. For details about data allowance, go to att.com slash internet dash usage. Geographic and service restrictions apply. to the Kinner and Schlummer Show right here on 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: All right, we welcome you back live out here in Huber Heights at the ESPN College game day bus. Brought to you by Nathan Baker State Farm Agency. Good enough to have us out here again and partake in all the fun that's going on. You could just tell that everyone's ready to go. I, I think with as long as a regular season as this has been, it's been a fun one. We, you know, it was special. For I, I think everyone enjoys UDB at number three. But after a while, it's like, okay, enough. Let's just get to the turn. that matters. Um, we talked about this earlier in the week. This has been so special, but I think what, uh, the only thing people really remember and care about and think about it's what you do in March. And right now, that's going to be how this team's going to be judged and thought about moving forward.
1: Yeah, and the thing that's kind of helped the bus today, game day Saturday, it's like they get little the ship, shots trip, of energy top, yeah. to break that kind of boredom out. and the next week, you've got the A10 tournament, so it's just all the pieces are just falling into place almost perfectly.
2: Uh, and again, we're continuing to get you know some Bengals fans on a roll up to make sure that they let me know that they're here. Uh, more Browns fans just continue to fight. We got Jets fans, and uh, so this the is DS. a, a longtime listener of uh, your show, yep. correct? You uh, in the Master Michigan man? The I like you, man. heavyweight man. champion. Yeah
7: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're cool with me, just?
2: Yeah, you know I try. But you know, with that being said, what in the world? <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was something else. Now, the thing is, right now you tell. Me, USA Today put out the you know that they have UD as a one seed right now. Joe Lenardi has them as a two seed going up against Wright State. You're all about that. Uh, you were telling us I said you, you save that energy for the bike. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at, by the way, an Eagles fan. See, no Bengals fans. I've seen Ravens fans. I see Browns fans. Who's I've seen a see the Cowboys fan. I see Eagles fans. Where are the Bengals fans at?
1: I got a text that Where? Bengals fans have
2: jobs. Where? Oh, they, they have jobs. I'm sure everyone. Hey, has I just read them. Bengals fans. Give me a break with Bengals. Hell oh, yeah. More Bengals fans in this area. than anything else. I've heard that joke
1: on the a He's a Bengal fan.
2: Well, I mean, we started with you. Don't your, bust on the host, man.
7: <laughs> so we do have one who day out here. All the Bengals fans are trying to uh, get Joe Burrow to pack his bags and come back. He's just
1: waiting on Darnold to wake up.
7: Hey, Darnold, if He's, he, uh, done seeing ghosts, if he stops, see, uh, well, if he stops seeing ghosts and if he uh, stops kissing those Jersey girls, he'll be all right.
1: He that. Uh, you lost to the Browns, cheesecake. man. You Cheese-
7: couldn't say anything. Uh, we he, lost to the Bengals to check too. check out a cheesecake factory. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals and I'm I was there. I was at the bingo game. Oh, you said the cheesecake fact. i oh my like, <laughs> Hey man? We got to start following you. around. are you here right now? Yeah, I was at the Bengals game, uh, Jets game, and uh, that was just a massacre. Uh, but I feel like you know we were helping out the community because that guy that was down there in Indiana, he was able to come off his rooftop, so it all worked out as far as that Bengals Jets game. If you remember that story.
2: Oh yeah, I mean you definitely put Baker on the map. But that's when he came in, Tyrod Taylor, adorable, uh, uh, bringing down. Yeah, Baker. unlocked all the beer coolers. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Go. it was uh, it was fantastic that's your right about the end yeah. <laughs> uh... but no so USA today has UD as a one seed you said you wanted them to stay at the two seed for a
7: particular reason that increases the chances of uh, that increases the chances of uh, epic matchup what should have been going on for years anyway the Jim City championship in Cleveland I didn't set them up for this folks just that's didn't. what it should be they should uh, somehow uh, they should have Uh, undermine UD, not give them a one seed. I know so many people want one, but give them that two, put them in Cleveland, Wright State, 15 seed, have them go at it, Jim City Championship, put it on primetime TV at 7 o'clock. And, and let these boys go at it. And and then we'll see who, if, if UD isn't just paper champions, oh, but we'll see if they're actual champions, at least of the city. You need to put your email out there. I don't need this at to least, right Oh, I'll, I'll put it out He's it, it out just there. as you wrote it.
2: I didn't sign that. what oh. you He's <laughs> reading it just as you wrote it. Oh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Make sure you say this with emphasis right here. Yeah, I, here's the problem. If Red State
1: gets in, they got to run the table now and win the tournament. If they've got, what'd you figure, 28 wins at that point?
2: At 25 right now. To, they would have to win Monday, Tuesday to get 27 you,
1: to head You can't this. have 27 and be a conference champion and be a 15. That's an insult. Uh,
2: so.
7: uh, we, uh, well. It's getting
1: heavy out here. Chicken jugs in the house.
2: Holy moly, look at that. Yay! Who they? Bengals <laughs> fan. We got a Bagels fan, folks. Yay! Finally.
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They all got off their work release program. Yeah, they, everyone.
2: Oh, they're, they're all getting off work now, so now
7: they're all. Out. <laughs> and that's, and so they can show up. Oh, I was gonna say he doesn't look like he was out. There, you know, holy moly! But no, you bring up a good look. That
2: right say ain't gonna be. A, they're not gonna be a fifteen. If they lose. They're not in the NCAA tournament. And if they win out, twenty-seven wins and a conference time. and the regular, what? That'd be cool. And by the way, I'm going to be honest with you. As much as I want to see that matchup, I kind of don't want to see Rice Day get their ass kicked, to be quite honest with you. I think that would uh, Look, it's easy to be cocky when I know they're not going to play. But then when they're going to play, then i got to worry. Like, oh, you know...
7: Everybody I, has a chance.
2: I was very cocky about the Browns. Look how that worked out for me, okay? So I can't do that with, you know, just say th- This is my... I uh, say he even said, you know... It's a smart Bengals fan right here. He said the Browns and the Browns. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but uh, what?
7: To, to be uh, the devil's advocate in the in the room, this is my thing about UD. I look at them. Kind of like I've looked at past Bengal. You got a lot of UD fans around you, so I'm just. Oh, I don't care. I look at them like past Bengal seasons when they went to the playoffs. Oh, we're twelve and four. Who cares? The pressure is on when you get to the playoffs. The pressure now is the NCAA tournament. Five years ago, or what? What have you? When they made that miracle run to the Elite Eight, (laughs) that that team uh, game by game grinded it out. And, and they had, like, six players, if that, seven players on that squad. And they and they uh, busted their butt and got to the lead Eight. My thing is I look at it as revisionist history. So now you're the favorite. Now you're uh, Deontay Wilder out here, and you're supposed to be knocking out everybody. Well, I don't want to see Deontay Tyson, Wilder, he's bleeding out of his ears still. Uh, he is. And I don't want to see Tyson Fury as one of these uh, eight seeds or nine seeds or, what, or 15 seeds and, and just knock UD <laughs> out. Hey, of the you're first. any
1: good you shouldn't have to worry about it. That's my point. Then what are you worried about UD getting knocked out uh,
7: because, for? Because I don't think they are what they think they are. They've only lost
2: two games. Okay. Yeah. Like, even I, thing- like yes. even I can acknowledge it, that. It, like, even I can acknowledge that. the I'm like the biggest UD hater in the world. I can acknowledge that they are the real deal. Yes. you uh, think
7: San Diego State... Is that good? I don't, I, don't don't think they're that, I don't think they're that good either. I mean, but when you have teams like North Carolina who are t- complete trash, I mean, <laughs> you know, you got teams like them that are complete trash. So I just feel like it's a down year. And, yeah, I mean, you can be good in a down year. And I b- believe that this tournament will prove. Good is like 21 wins and, and maybe some 8-9 losses. So they lost twice. They yes. haven't
2: lost in 2020. They have not lost since December. Yes.
7: So their first loss will be their worst loss, is what you're telling me. Their first loss will be their worst loss. What do you mean by that? Watch the blue blood show as, up. As far as in the turn, to me, if you're top five, you should be in the elite eight period. I don't care if you're Kentucky, whatever. So they you're built- saying elite eight or bust? Elite I am bust for the Dayton I'm Flyers. saying elite oh, eight or bust. I, I agree. Just with that. like
2: fair, you elite eight or bust for the Flyers? Is that the expectation? Yeah. He says so. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I think fair. sweet sixteen at least. What, what do we say?
7: All nice. right. That's a lot of pressure. I just feel like you're you're you're, you're the man, You're top three in the country. But you, Duke had Zion Williams last year. They had two they NBA did. lottery picks and couldn't get to the final. And they and they were a complete failure as well. I I just feel like when you when you get to a certain mark, it's the reason why everybody around here gets on Marvin Lewis. Oh well, he got to the playoffs, but he didn't win a game. But are we talking about? What do, I feel like at a certain point, you can't just talk about. Well, we're we're good enough to do this. Like if you're that guy if you're that team who cares about running a bunch of smucks in the 810 you go through you go through these teams that, oh you, or Kansas if you see him again ah. you beat Kansas you <laughs> beat Colorado you beat those teams and you prove that you're on top real quick, we got another hood alert we got
2: another uh, yeah. we got another was, see, yeah. maybe they are getting
7: off for it. maybe tony was onto something yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I just I, I believe that's how this should roll like i feel like you, you're supposed to be this big dominant team. You don't get go fit in football 15 and 1 or, you know, all the win all these games just to say, well, gee golly, guys, we we went. only we one team just, and wins the last team. game. This is true. And I'm not, I'm not going to go that well,
2: far. No one thought Texas Tech would get to the Final Four. I mean, it was a very strange Final Four last year. No one had, anticipated them to get to. March Madness, the best team never wins it all. That's yeah. why I don't think it's fair to say Final Four bust for UD. Uh-uh. Elite Eight's pushing it. I just it's feel like you, I mean, look how many dominant teams won't make it to the elite eight this year. I'm not saying UD can't do it. I think that they can, but to say that their season's a failure if they don't get there, I'm not. Gonna, I just not, feel I'm like go I just there, feel right. like.
7: Do you? I, I just look at as Do you want UD to be Lamar Jackson? Do you want him to be a Ravens? What, MVP. I mean, oh, you, you, MVP you, 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 in a regular season. State flyers. They, I mean, they, they,
2: they, they,
7: what do you mean by that? Uh, as Lamar as, Jackson's MVP. Yes. Yes, I want them and to be like that. And then he lost to Ryan Tannehill. So, uh, congratulations. All the who MVP. To too many punches
1: in the head, man. It, it, man, I think, they think they you're you bleeding from your There's a lot of people that beat. So, Duke's going to get beat. Michigan State will probably get knocked yeah. out. So, they're a failure, too.
2: This will prove yeah, that, if that, they're sane or not. If Wright State and UD
1: play, who wins?
7: Go Raiders. Oh wow! We got to go Raiders in the crowd. How about
1: Tim that? Tim
7: does I'll just I'll just say this: If Rice State and UD play, all of the pressure is on the University of Dayton That's and in true. the city. I
2: think all that pressure is on Rice State because Rice State's been barking that they want that matchup. They want to play UD. This is why I'm a little nervous. Rice State finally going to get that shot, and then they're going to go get like it, they'll be like Deontay Wilder against Fury. Fury could be the one up there like this. Like you
7: wanted some of this, or well, you got it. I don't want Rice State to look like Deontay Wilder. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, ironically. Not Sam- I... S- Ironically, I feel the exact opposite. I feel like UD looks at them as their, you know, like how Michigan State and Michigan was. Oh, little brother, you don't matter. And then they come and smack them in the mouth about five, six years in a row, and, and until uh, D'Antonio gets well, fired. about five, six years in a row. UD won't even play right State, so we can't get. i was gonna say, if
1: UD would uh, kick them, they'll never play that game for another 50 years. Yeah. That's
7: why.
2: I'm like, you got to be careful what you ask for when it comes to this situation. But hey, we got to hit this commercial break. You came in. You voiced your opinion? Yeah. Made some people laugh? You yeah. Did good. Yeah. Made some people cry. Made some people <laughs> yeah. cry? Just like my Jets, making people cry. Uh, on that note, uh, by J-P-S. the way, speaking of that, who day? Who day right there? <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. More of the Kinder and Slumber Show next. On
0: 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: I know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, don't get far away yeah, if you I like food. We can see ya. I heard food. We just had, a, you know, he comes up to the owns Sporties. We'll give you a shout out on Oh, his yeah. Guy. So he says Sporties wants to come. Hey, what, Jerry? Yeah. We got Geriatric out here, by the way. You know. He doesn't have food. Yeah. I got to be nice. I'm he stoked, does. You know. I, I, he, we <laughs> like food. Go. By the way, Raiders fan? Yeah, well, one showed up. We've seen so many fans. Not all on the bagels. I'm keeping
1: the talent. They're starting to come out more and more because of you.
2: Well, you know, yeah. You You called them out. But I mean, no, this has been cool. Uh, and again, more and more. Of the by the way, if you are at work and going to be off work soon, and you want a chance to be able to go and, and, and come and see the ESPN College Game Day bus, they will be out here until seven. We're going to wrap up here in about ten minutes, but you can come on out here uh, and tour the bus. Still, we're we have a yet, as soon as we're done with the we're show. Just we're just happy running, the sun's out. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a, a beautiful day to be able to do this. And I know I want to thank the uh, Nathan Baker State Farm Agency for inviting us out here and really p- oh, putting this on for everybody. Everyone's had a blast, and everyone's coming from all over the place to come in and. And tour this. So, pretty neat. Uh, we had Seth Greenberg on earlier, um, which is pretty cool. You know, hearing him, he's flying into Dayton right now, and they're excited about being, you know, at Dayton or on Saturday. It says Thursday, but on Saturday for game day. Um, seems like we didn't get a definitive answer on. Everyone told us that game day's never been in Ohio before. He believes that they've been in Ohio State. I, don't I would think have so.
1: thought they would have been at Ohio State, maybe an Ohio State Michigan game. Cincinnati Xavier even surprised me. Hey, I just read what the press release Yeah, you know, State, so, you know. I would have thought by now, but if there's only eight a year,
2: maybe not. Only eight a year, and they like to favor the Duke. Kentucky, I mean, it's, it's, Duke. It's the equivalent to, of course, the uh, the Yankees-Red, Yankees-Red Sox series Red Sox, on yeah. Sunday Night Baseball, right? Like, it's the same match. Man, there's like time, a bug so. going
1: up your eyeball. Oh, there. I
2: thought I felt so... Ew, what the hell is that? Okay, anyways, we're good. We're good? I hate bugs. Look, I don't right, want it. people taking if, if, pictures of you with it, bugs. If it was a spider, everyone would have seen me do the weird spider dance that I do, man. I'm telling you, it's not really cool. But we have a couple more minutes here again. Game day going to be there on Saturday. It's going to be really cool again to be able to see them, you know, on the campus. All the students wrapped around we are going to get to see the Passion Saturday morning. I think, though people haven't really processed yet is obi Toppin it's the last time you're going to see him at ud
1: arena another thing you mentioned on game day and i've had people ask and even mention it i don't think the fans have really i don't know if they've seen the rules not rules but where it's circled it is for these students only i don't know if that's really fair but why it's i mean well, i know but i'm just saying i think a lot of the season ticket holders are going to try to get there and maybe be disappointed that they're not allowed to get in the crowd or in front, but it'll be an interesting event to see how it plays out on TV. Um, field house, yeah, I'd rather have it at the arena, but when the lights come on, you're still on a basketball court. You still got the kids going nuts.
2: And and season ticket holders, let's be quick. You're going to get that big bong down to shape over an hour. Because you can't get it. Like, Don't get now. me wrong. Like, I'm not a season ticket holder. I'm not a student, so it's not like I'm going to be up close either. I'm a little bu- but. this, I mean, this is why they bring the bus news so people mm-hmm. come see the bus. You're going to be able to see your school on TV. This is a great opportunity. But I get it. You know, they're all going to be. You're right. They're, you know, they feel like they should be right there too. This is history. It's never been. It's never. They've never come here before. Who knows if they'll come back again or at least
1: you the know. The bus will be gone yeah. by game time because they're blowing as soon as that's yep. over. They got to hit for North Carolina.
2: And that's something to keep in mind. I mean, they could have easily just said, "Hey, no, we got." Duke, North Carolina. and They could have circled that and had that pre-planned. They're making a special uh, detour to stop uh, in Dayton. 19,000 agents and Nathan Baker got the lucky yeah. number. I want to thank him, too, as well. Uh, hey, Nathan. Right, come on real quick one more time. We're going to bring him on real quick uh, to close this out. But want to bring you all on one more time as we close the show out. Just say it's been a great turnout. It's really cool. Uh, we still have yet to go on the bus. We're doing that after we wrap up the show. But just wanted to thank
4: you one more time. And, uh, this is pretty neat. Oh, this has been awesome. I, I'd say we've had a couple hundred people for sure here, just streaming in and out of this thing. If, if come by, we're here till seven. Uh, a lot of fans are having a great time getting on the bus. Uh, you get to see where Jay Billis uses the bathroom uh, on Saturdays. I don't quite know how he's got the leg room in there, but uh, <laughs> hey, man, yeah. when you got to go. You find a way, <laughs> right? No, no it's squatty potties, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate your partnership on this too and it, it's been fun what the flyers have done we're honored to be the office that got selected to host this thing and uh so we're just happy people turned out this really shows what people think about basketball so come on out we got another hour and so, so we
2: uh, just spoke with uh, greenberg a little bit ago with uh, seth greenberg he said they're coming in they're doing game day in the morning 11 to noon and then they're getting on a jet and heading right back to duke duke north carolina the fact that they're making that special detour and he even talked about how much extra money ESPN is spending just to make sure that they come and highlight this place, that's that's pretty cool yeah, right?
4: it, it speaks volumes about what Dayton has done this year uh, when it comes to sports, I always try to tell my wife who makes me watch a lot of reality TV there is nothing like sports when it comes to reality television, yep. right? And the Dayton Flyers have delivered this year, uh, they've given us a great story and the fingers crossed they just keep delivering all the way through March because this could be a really special year historic year for the city of Dayton The Dayton Flyers, for sure. All right. Well, the Nathan Baker uh, State Farm Agency, uh, good enough to be a part of
2: bringing the ESPN College Game Day bus here. Uh, We're doing our show from out here in Huber Heights. uh, this afternoon, I just wanted to bring you on one more time to say thank you so much. Much Thank you,
4: guys. It. We really appreciate you. Go Flyers. You got
1: the bug to get back into sports now? Uh, no, this, no. Took care of it. Yeah, <laughs> this is Yeah, I'm good. You, yeah, good. you, yeah, got the you ever need
4: me to hang yeah. out on the radio, I'll do that any day. So, But I'll be on a bunch of TV stations, <laughs> well, I, that, I know, I mean, it's, yeah.
2: You know what they say. We stay in radio because of all the money. Yeah. So, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, I,
4: I, my thing was I figured right. sooner or later i get too bald and too fat for HDTV, and I, I took a cue and I got out.
1: Yeah, your old station wouldn't let me wear a hat when we did a yeah. show. I was like, well, forget this. I was on TV. I was, on t- I was on TV once and they
2: made me stand on this big old platform so I look like You're a normal a hiding shorter. person. Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah, you know. And you know, Jack Poole
1: got pissed because he wouldn't give his box back. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, poor Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much. Thanks, we guys appreciate it. Thanks. All right, folks, we'll be back at it again tomorrow, 3 to 6. We'll be back in studio and I uh, appreciate everyone that came out today. Hope everyone's still having fun. The bus again will be up. We're wrapping up here on the air, uh, but the bus will be, uh, you'll be able to continue to tour the bus all the way up to.